Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Palmer bet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Well, it's Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ on Thursday, the 26th of August, and we had some fine guests on again today. Dinesh Kartik, all the way from the UK, of course, the former Indian cricket, well, current Indian cricketer, and now Sky Sport commentator talked us through what was an exhilarating day one where England dominated India after bowling them out for 78. So that is a fascinating period. Opie Bossum, the best mount in the business here in New Zealand, chatted us about a couple of horses which we can follow as we head into the weekend after we get out of level four with a bit of luck. And then Brad Moore, the assistant All Blacks coach, and he was in a nice jovial mood. We got to chat to him and Izzy. Asked a couple of tough questions of him, but it's been a good morning again, isn't it? It's, it's been a great morning. Great to chat to Brad Morse, talk about selections, future leadership roles within that all that environment. But what I love, mate, what I love was Paul Moati. I love it when he comes on the show. And actually, you talked him into giving us a bonus back bet in race five <laughs> for Titled. Love your work, Bazzy. Get up, Titled. You listen to Baz and Izzy for breakfast is the biggest priority so please respect social distancing in store at chemist warehouse this is baz and izzy for breakfast on ecnz Kia and good morning to all of our terror it is thursday the 26th of august and we're just after 6 a.m in the morning on baz and izzy for breakfast on ecnz we are by kiwis and we are for kiwis and we've got plenty to talk about today. We've got Dinesh Kartik's going to come to us from the UK where he's commentating for Sky Sports over there and covering the England versus India Test Series. Of course, he is the Indian cricketer and also Kolkata Knight Riders vice-captain. So looking forward to chatting to him. We have the best in the game when it comes to horses in New Zealand and that's riding of them. That is Opie Bossum. There is only one Opie Bossum and he's going to be on this morning on... Baz Nizzi for breakfast. And then a little bit later on, we've got the AB's assistant coach, Brad Moore, who also likes a bit of racing too. But we'll talk to him more probably about the rugby. It's probably the smarter thing for us to do. Stay in our lane and everyone will finish the race, they say. But at any stage today on Kennard's Hire phone line, 0800 150 811. If you have any questions for any of those fine gentlemen, let us know. Or you might have some questions for my fine co-host, and Izzy Dag as well. Send us a text at any stage as well. Double eight, double three. We want to hear from you. And we got some great texts yesterday. And we're going to read a couple more of those out at some stage. But first of all, it is a very, very good morning to my friend Izzy. Good morning, brother. Good morning, Bazza. Another day, another dollar, brother. Great to be back with you. <laughs> and uh, tuning into the airways, telling yarns, sharing stories, sharing insights. Look. Got some great guests on today. Looking forward to chatting to Dinesh Karpik, uh, seeing uh, what kind of coach you are and, and getting some stories. Hopefully you can tell some yarns about what goes on behind those closed doors and, and the Brendan McCallum when he's banging his head up against the wall and see what kind of chat comes out of his mouth. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm really, really looking forward to that chat with 
the niche and chatting the England series as well. Uh, India had a bit of a meltdown overnight. Uh, England are in the driving seat at the moment, 120 without loss. So it'd be great to get his insights of what went on with India there. But mate, had a great day yesterday. Had a great day. I'm not gonna lie. I had a I had a two-hour massage. I had a two-hour yeah. massage with. Uh, That's because <laughs> you've got a massage therapist in your bubble. Yeah, I've got a massage therapist in our bottle, in our bubble. She is um, Tilly's godmother. She is part of our family, and she's a massage therapist for the for the Crusaders. So she's come into our bubble. She's been with us um, pretty much from the get go. She's part of our family, and yeah, she's a massage therapist. So yesterday she gave Daisy a massage in the morning, and then I jumped on in the afternoon and had a two hour massage. So very very relaxed. Today I'm uh, I'm feeling really good, nice and uh, the muscles got a good you know working over and I'm feeling really good today. So it was a cool day just just chilling out with the family. Another great day in Christchurch too. 21 degrees, weather was on. It was so hot, mate. Spring's coming and I love. It. I can't wait. Uh, you just let's go back. See, hang on. You've got a massage therapist <laughs> in your bubble. Today <laughs> <laughs> you're a Kardashian. <laughs> no, mate. No, 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 she's 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 part of our family. Like she lives by herself and um at her house and she's Tilly's godmother. The kids absolutely love her. The best thing about her is she just she's like just potter she just potters around. So she folds my washing. She doesn't obviously put in the drawer, but she folds my washing, she's good cook. <laughs> she's very clean, she cleans up all the time. And that's just it's just good having that calming voice, you know, around the house because you know, Daisy has someone else that can kind of, um, you know, she can chat to about about the things they get up to, and and it just keeps the the house sane. So, look, I'm happy, and she's a massage therapist, so I told her to bring her table over. She brought it over. She got us on the table yesterday, and we got our massages in. So, had a very very good day. But then that wasn't the only thing, Baz. Wasn't the only thing. How good? I'll quickly move on. Obviously, from that wheels. How good was wheels, mate? <laughs> well, let's 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 move on. Wheels. <laughs> <laughs> that tip you gave yesterday. Look, I'll be honest, it had a punctured tyre for about 80% of that race, but it came home flying, mate. It flew oh. home. What was wrong? I was watching that horse the whole race. felt like his neck was out of place. It kept running, to, like, to, wanting to run into the stands, and then on the home straight, it just flew home. So Chris Moore, the lion tamer, what a great team. He's, mm. he's pretty onto it, mate. He's had three wins in two seconds from, from, from you and I. Lion Tamer, so what, yeah. Wheels, he's also got another eh? one for us today. He's got another one for us today as well, so you're going to have to listen, though, because I'm not going to give it up now. I'm going to tease it. That's what we're told to do, <laughs> tease things. Nice. You know, just make sure that you're listening for the right period of time. But I thought it was a huge run, actually. They call that racing ungenerously, is, when they're just holding their head off to the side like that. They're trying to find their, their right sort of um, gallop, their right kind of gait, and just to relax in the running, but... I thought it was a pretty good ride, actually. He obviously got back a little bit. and Look, he is bred to stay. Um, shocking out of... Yeah. Uh, what was the mare again? It was... Um, it's a full, the, its full sister is a horse which is actually operating down in the South Island called Rosie Glow, um, who a mate of mine actually um, owns a share in that as well. So it's, look, it is bred to stay, being yeah, by shocking out of a Zabil mare. Um, Sweet Charity, I think it was called. Um but Mate, yeah, huh? absolutely boom time, boom time. And if we remember Paul Mawati yesterday when he was on the show, he gave <laughs> yes. us the bonus back option. So the bonus back option if it ran second or third. 
So you got your up to thirty dollar bonus uh, bonus bet back anyway. But I think it paid two dollars twenty a place. Now I'm not a place punter myself. I like to, as a little bit like yourself, my good friend is. We like to sort of um, have a go at the on the nose rather than anything else. So I didn't get paid personally, but I was happy even though I did my dough. I was happy walking away knowing mm. that I'd. We were there or thereabouts with wheels yesterday, so a big run. Keep following how pay how painful well. though, like how painful you're watching that race and it's you just what you're just hoping for another extra ten meters, you know, in that race and you're just waiting because it's and then it just gets pipped by a nose. The amount of times I've lost being pipped by a nose, it's that's oh, why I'm going grey, mate. I'm going grey, but then you could have been like Louis, could have been like Louis and gone for the exacta, the exacta option, yeah. and, uh, and and stumped up that way. Am I right, Louie? Yeah, yeah, you didn't do too bad out of that race. Well, I just, you look, I think when you lose it in, uh, enough times over the years, you kind of become weary and you get a bit, <laughs> you guys both know this, you get guarded and like I had full confidence in wheels because it stayed pretty solid in the market. But then I noticed this toppy emergent was just getting a steady flow of cash and it was probably going to steal mm. the race by just walking them up front. And I went, oh, We'll just have a little saver on the exactor, and I only got to put twelve dollars on it, but it paid paid out one hundred and thirty. So it was a wee saver that um, I was very grateful, and I'm also a each way better, so I actually had the each way bet as well. So I was very grateful for the Lion Tamer and Baz, um, and it was a hell of a sight, wasn't it? Just watching it rear up and just fly. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was airborne, wasn't it? It was. There's a text here as well. Because that run a little bit, albeit a completely different grade. We saw this horse, in my opinion, um, rode a similar sort of pattern. This is a text here. Hey, morning team. I would love to know one one horse that Opie Boston rode that we never got to see the best of. Now, I'm going to say that it's Tiakia Shark. I would say that the best horse that we never got to see, the horse that we never got to see the best of that Opie had ridden would be Tiakia Shark. I think he was an absolute freak who unfortunately succumbed to that eye uh, injury which meant that he can't race um, and was subsequently mm. has been put to sleep as I believe um, is that right yeah is, is no longer with us um, but he was a freak of a horse and his racing pattern was very much to get a little bit back and then just boom over the top of them and now look I'm not saying wheels is anywhere near the class of that but that was the racing pattern of him yesterday he finished second but anyway the short straight there wasn't it it was just a bit bit short that straight at Ipswich I was sort of more hoping it for was. the long kind of the long Rickerton type of straight is he you know where you can just really see them unwind from the back don't you hate it when you're watching the race and you just the camera's following the camera following, and you're just praying that that finish line's not coming not coming not coming and it's and then, and then, and then nearly there and then it comes just before he gets you know to the finish line and yeah. he just gets put by a nose. That's what happened yesterday. Finish line. Just yeah, it is. I did have a winner yesterday, though, Wiz. I did have a winner. So I've got a mare in my paddock. She's a 21-year-old mare now, and her name is Pinot Gris. And she's had a lot of foals, and she's not. She's mm. she's just a, a paddock mare now, you know. I'm not going to put her in foals. She almost died last year um, foaling down um, our eminent um, filly, who's a little beauty anyway. Uh, uh, sorry, Eminent Colt, who's a little beauty, and we ended up finding a good home for him as well. But she, uh, her daughter, uh, who was by Sacred Pools, had a good win yesterday over in Australia as well, a horse called Diaquin, and paid a pretty little penny as well. I think it was $20 for the win and about 4 bucks for the place. 
So she got an extra scoop of feed last night, is just to celebrate <laughs> that performance. <laughs> oh, beautiful, mate. Beautiful. Good stuff. Yeah. I love your tips, actually, yep. Baz. You're creating actually a little bit of a following. Like, I get messages every day from my family saying, what's the tip today? What's Baz's tip today? What's what's the next tip? What's the next tip, mate? So you are creating an absolute following. The Lion Tame, Chris Moore, I know you're going to keep you know, the people guessing, make them staying on and, and having a wee listen throughout the day. So I love what you're about, mate. Keep them up. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Now I'm under severe pressure, but uh, I have to. Yeah, I'll keep <laughs> shouting out. Chris Moore, he's, he's the one who does all the form. I just happen to be the one that brings it to to all of you guys. So hopefully we can keep running. We have five tips, three wins, two seconds. So we're not too bad at the moment, but let's not get in front of ourselves because we know in this game, the minute you get too far in front of yourself, <laughs> you are reloading your TAB account with that sense of yeah. real disappointment. So please don't do that. Um, anyway, what else did you get up to yesterday? Is uh, man, I had a great um, I had a great Zoom meeting with uh, my business partner. So I'm starting a business at the moment. I'm doing so I got my hair transplant. I've been very open about that. So got surgery a couple of years ago. So what happened is I got a lot of people um, messaging me and investigating about it, wanting to know a bit more. So I just approached my surgeon and said, "Look, mate, keen to." Uh, do a collaboration work together and he's he's out of Melbourne at the moment so it's obviously they're in lockdown so it's pretty tough to to get that thing going but what I'm in the stages of I'm creating a website at the moment uh the the brand's called identity um it's my initials with ID but what I wanted to do the the main thing I wanted to do this was I wanted to break down that barrier I wanted to break down that barrier for for men and and being afraid of going bald so my whole mindset was look I'm going to be open about it and I'm going to um you know just just be honest about it and, and share my insights. When I was playing, I was absolutely hated being bald. It was it wrecked my confidence. I was so self-conscious about it um, that, yeah, I was just, yeah, it just frustrated me. So so when I got this done and, and, and what it did for my confidence and kind of just made me feel uh, yeah, good about myself, but that, that's not all about that, but I just want people to be open that there is options when you are going bald, there's an option out there to, to get your hair transplant. Um, I could go into the finer details of it, but basically it's just they take your own hair follicles from the back of your head and they replant them and it's like a tree. It takes nine months to regrow and then uh, nine months later you've got a full crop of hair and it's, uh, it's a process that's not really well known around the world. Um, in New Zealand, I don't know anyone that does it. The surgeon works out of Melbourne. He comes to New Zealand uh, once a month. Once the borders open, it'll be a lot, lot easier. But yeah, so I had a great, great meeting with him last night. I got a website in, pro- in process. Uh, next couple of weeks, I'm going to start um, nailing down some more detail and start doing a few more live sessions with um, Vikram and and get into it. So yeah, it was a great night, mate. Just just planning for the future and and trying to help blokes uh, regain their confidence, as a sense. Good man, good man. Good on you mm. for having a go as well, Is That's what it's all about, having a bit of a dip. Um, and your back-to-back Zooms as well, because we had a good SCNZ Zoom yesterday with the whole team, the whole station. It was awesome, actually. Yep. Good to see everyone sitting around, chilling, having a quiet sherbet of various, you know, flavours. And uh, and it was good to catch up with Hutchie and... Sam over in uh, over in Aussie as well, so it was really cool. So you went back to back zooms. Some of us just went zoom and then finished off the bottle of Pinot we started. So, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was good fun. Anyway, we uh, what are we six seventeen 
in the morning, England are dominating India. India pulled out 78. England 120 without loss. Dinesh Kartik will talk to us a little bit about that later on. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Always here for you. Coming up 22 and a half minutes past 6am on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on a lovely Thursday morning here at SENZ. 0800 150 811 is the Ken Arts Hire phone line. You have still got time to be our caller of the week and win one W821S 21-inch self-propelled walk-behind mower valued at over $2,000, including GST. All you have to do is be part of SENZ. Give us a call. We would love to hear from you. You might be interested in what Izzy had to say about about his uh, prospective hair business, or you might have something to say on our next topic, which is actually, Baz, weirdly, yesterday you randomly brought up the jerseys, the All Blacks jerseys, and should they have names on the back? And it was quite off the cuff, but we put it to the people, and we've got a bit of a poll result for you. Well, you think it's off the cuff. See, this you'll learn a little bit over time about us, Louis. Like, we appear to be off the cuff, Okay appear to be sort of maverick guests. That's what we try and do, just come up with these on-a-whim things. But there's a lot of research goes into it, mate. A lot of time spent coming up with these theories, which then we just throw out there, you know? You don't just come up with it on a whim, you know? Anyway, so we asked about... We asked about... We asked whether it's time to put the names on the back of the all-black jersey. Now, the people have spoken. And there is, the poll result is, what is it, Louis? 56% 52, believe it is 52 and a half. I don't get caught up in exact details. <laughs> but a Swedish rounding. Actually, that's not even Swedish rounding, because you'd then go down to 50, wouldn't you? So it's 56 in our mind. It'll be 56 by the end of this conversation anyway. <laughs> and I agree, because... Here's my reasonings for it, right? American sport. So already we're Mm -hmm. trying to commercialize the All Blacks, right? We're trying to start to bring more money into into the All Blacks um, setup so we can afford to retain our best players, right? Because they're wanted all around the world because they are so good. So therefore, why wouldn't we be able to then bring about a revenue stream? And I'm not saying just, just the names on the jumper, but you get more familiarity around all of your players, not just the big players, but all of your players you get more familiarity around. You start to build heroes and, and well-known names, not just by because of their face, but also their name. And I think putting your name on the back of the jumper can help with that. That's just my theory. But as you brought up a really good theory yesterday, which was contrary to that, and that was the history yeah, I, of look, the I know where you come. Yeah, I know where you're coming from with the commercial merchandise sense, and, and that absolutely makes sense. Um only thing I have with that is, and I spoke about it yesterday, is, is like, there's just so much history and I've been a part of that team and I know what makes them tick and I know what they're all about. And the biggest thing is no one's bigger than that jersey. And I guess if if you do that, you know, like the, a guy like McCaw, the Carters, they'd absolutely dominate. They'd absolutely dominate the jersey sales and it kind of makes it all about them. You know what I mean? And, and the whole mantra when you're in that team is is no one's owns that jersey and no one's uh, bigger than the jersey in itself. So, look, that's just the, the All Blacks way, the mantra that they uphold and, and that's just the way they go about it. Look, we're always in changing times. We always need to keep evolving the way we do things. Look, I, I'm not saying the future doesn't hold that, but I feel like um, having been a part of it in the history that, that 
that no one owns that that jersey and that jersey is is, is everyone's it's it's our nation's it, it's what the it, what's it's what defines us and it, it, what's it's what recognizes us as, as Kiwis I feel that that silver fern is is bigger than a name that's just my 10 cents it's interesting isn't it it is interesting I mm. mean you you do they I guess there's that saying that you play for the you play for the um, emblem on the front not the name on the back and I get that Mm. But is it, I mean, is by putting the name on the back of the jersey really going to change what you're playing for on the nah. front? That's an interesting No, no, nah, nah. that's what I mean. It's not a debate. big deal. It's not a, it's not a huge deal. I can see from a commercial merchandise sense about it because like, obviously the big rock star names, they will sell and they will fly out the door. Um, I guess if you want to, you want to just buy a jersey and chuck, chuck someone's name on it yourself. You know, it's easy to go get it printed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just think of all the uh, NBA players' jerseys, and I think of we were talking yesterday about Ronaldo. If Ronaldo went to PSG, I said mm. I'd buy his shirt. You know, like that's mm. kind of for me that. And you think of all the little kids running around with Messi uh, before he left Barcelona, running around with the Messi um, jerseys on. I've seen Dan Carter's yep. Instagram, and all his kids are running around with the Messi Messi jerseys on. Yeah, Imagine like yeah, little yeah. kids running around with the old All Black Dag jumper on. <laughs> or you know, Richie McCaw, the seven with Richie McCaw on the back or something. I don't know. Hey, so it's it's a no, good no, it's a fair point. point. It's a it's a, it's honestly a fair point. And like with the Dag jerseys, I went and got some. I got some all black jerseys, and the wife went and got them printed at the at the place. And they've got Dag with number fourteen, number fifteen, and they wear it every test match. So you can do that. And I understand what what you're saying. The only thing is, I know Adidas have a lot of problems with. The NZR when they even try and put a white collar on the jersey, you know, like this, this, and and or in New Zealand, we, everyone has to have a say, and I just know that everyone will kick up a fast. Or, or like the people have already spoken, fifty-two percent reckon it's it's about time. So maybe it is about time we we changed it. I just know there's a lot of barriers that Adidas have to go through to even put a printing. You know, the AIG on the front of the jersey will create a bit of fuss. Well, I'd much rather see a bag on the back than worrying about. The, uh, the AIGs or the Adidas is everywhere yeah. else on the jersey. That's just me. <laughs> anyway, there's a text here from Mark. Good morning, lads. Nice to be back. Listening early. COVID and no gym has the body all screwed up. Bloody good to still have sport on the radio as a constant. Keep up good tipping and good work. P.S. Baz, awful idea about names on the back of the AB's jersey. But hey, opinions are like, I don't really know the broadcasting standards here. But can I say that word, Louis? Uh, yeah. Assholes. Everyone has <laughs> has one. Some are just nicer than others. Right. That's that's from Mark. He's up and about early on. He, he disagrees with me on the jersey, and that's okay too. Double eight, double three. Let us know whether you think the names on the back of the jerseys is a good idea, or is as Mark says, a terrible idea. But we appreciate that. And we're coming up to six thirty in the morning. Just a quick one. Um, is he? I I, I listened. Smitty's show yesterday, he had Nisbo on, and they were talking about mm. the All Black captain, yep. and he said Cody Taylor. Mm. Give us a quick thought on mm. that. No, yeah, I totally agree. He's he's an absolute champion. He's a leader. And, look, he doesn't say too much, and when you've got a leader that doesn't say too much, the only way you can get followers is by doing your mahi. And what he does every every time he steps on that field, he, he goes, he does, nails his job, plays extremely well, does the basics well, doesn't do anything special. Like, we know he's, well known for those special runs, but he is a leader that just does wise actions. So I, I totally agree with that. Cody Taylor, champion. 
Nice. 6.30 in the morning. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. Great to have you here. 28 minutes away from 7 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thank you for all of your company. Keep your texts coming in on double eight double three. And also, remember, if you want to go white baiting with one of the New Zealand's most famous white baiters, nobody knows if he's any good, but he is one of our most famous white baiters, the Beef. Fuck us a text. Send us a text, Farmside, to double eight double three. They are the legends of New Zealand rural connectivity, and you could go fishing, white baiting, I should say, with the beeve on the Waikato River. Entries close Friday, tomorrow, 9am. So text now, Farmside. That's one word, to double eight double three. It's time for our Love Racing update with loveracing.nz. They are Thoroughbred's biggest fan in New Zealand. They do a fantastic job. And we have a market, boys. Yes, boys. We have a market for the spring. Yes, boys. We got a market to have a look at. For the Tarapa, Falachi, Downs, Foxbridge Plate. We're all crossing our fingers, our toes, our whatevers that we can get down to level three and we can go racing this weekend. And if we do, we got to wait for Age Encounter over the 1,200. It's kind of historically where we would kick off the spring, moving into the Tarzino Trophy, the first group one down there in the Hawks Bay. And we've got a market that sees Tavi Mac being beaten from 420 to 380 for Alan Sherrick. I mean, we know all about Tavi Mac. They call him Frodo. He's a funny little Tavistock horse. He's short in nature. He's got a bit of a dip in his back, but he can gallop. So he's drawn out barrier 10. Now, Avantage, the wonder mare that is for Tiaka, the fastest rock, impeccably bred, really. She's a six-year-old mare now, and Baz said yesterday, if she gets an alley, she'll be short. Well, our friends at the TAB have actually left a little bit of meat on the bones here, if you consider 1.8 odds on meat on the bones. So $1.80, barrier four, Opie Boston, who's coming on the show later in about an hour's time. He's got the job riding at 57.5, so he has to make the weight. Look, I'm going to keep it simple. It's a Quinella. It's a fixed Quinella. I think these these two are probably streaks ahead of this field. You've got Ocean Billy returning. He's the Auckland Cup winner. He won't thread and He's got the Melbourne Cup. Predefer is a good galloper, but he's not in their class. 18s and 4.50. Festivity is an up-and-comer. A low race. She's only rated 84. Um, she's a lovely I'm Invincible mare, and she will win some big races, but it's a big ask for her with Danielle Johnson riding. And then, look, the rest of them, you, you just feel your exotics. Mascarpone can gallop. Um, so can uh, Gino Severini and Irish Girl. But they shouldn't, in Supreme Heights, but they shouldn't get close to Avantage and Taffy Mac, in my opinion. I think it's the fixed Cronulla of the weekend. Fill your boots and enjoy it, Baz. Yep. And you could almost go a step further than that as well, Louis. You could actually go Avantage to win and Taffy Mac to run second in that Cronulla as well, so you get it straight up, so you might just get a little bit more meat on the bone again there, but it's hard to see them beating Avantage, isn't it? I mean, she's drawn an alley, she's got the top jock on and OFB Boston. Yeah, she's fresh up, but her fresh up stats, so she's had five five times she's been fresh up, four times for winning uh, for the win, and then she's ran second on one occasion. 27 starts for 16 wins, $2.1 million in prize money. She is well and truly the class horse mm. in the field. And I agree with you. I think a dollar eighty is actually pretty good money. It's too short for me, but it's not too short for me to be throwing amongst multis um, throughout the day. So she will be, without a doubt, a leg in all of my multis. Izzy, what do you reckon? Is a dollar eighty a little short, mate? 
or you you're gonna look for something with a bit more chunk on it. Oh, boys, I need a, I need something that's gonna dangle the carrot. I need a bit more juice in my in my punt. Like you said, I'll chuck it in a multi if it's that guaranteed. Look, I haven't watched Avantage race. I've never backed it, but um, I'll listen to I'll listen to you lads. You boys know what you're talking about, and I'll chuck that in a wee multi. I'll chuck it in a random sports multi. That, that could be my little uh, you know, my final leg, my banker, as they say. So I'll chuck that in the multi, like you said, brother. Okay, that sounds good, mate. That sounds very good. Well, we'll find out from Opie Boston very soon as well because he is going to join us on Daz and Izzy for breakfast. How good is that? We're going to get Opie Boston on the show. That's that's going to be good fun. He's a he's good fun too. He's got to make weight, though, 57.5 kilograms, which is not necessarily that easy because... Opie's, I mean, he's small, but he's not small, small for a jock, and he has had his weight issues in the past, um, which he seems to be on top of. But maybe just after a little two-week oh, lockdown. Can't, can't wait to chat to him about that, mate. I need some advice, like to be it. honest. I can't <laughs> wait to get some shredding advice from Opie. Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, he might give us a couple of little nuggets there that we can hold on to. Gee, is it looks a banging day again in Christchurch, just looking out the back of your window oh, in the studio. Beautiful, beautiful. Sunrises are beautiful out here, mate. Oh, excellent. Shame hey, you can't play golf. Before we go to a break, sorry, before we go to a break yeah. quickly, I'll just give my old man a shout out. Izzy's dad nailed his bonus bet. So he got his bonus bet. He put 20 to one on a horse and it got him 200 bucks back. That was at Sandown Hills. Winlock, I think the horse's oh, name was. And there's a funny story. He doesn't, mum does, isn't there to make him bank transfer. So what that come from is, the other day, my brother-in-law backed a tissue, and he told his my sister, his wife, that you can only go to the TAB to get the money out, so you can't go get it out. And then I ruined that, and I put on our family chat. I said, "Hey, you can bank transfer. It's in your it's in your bank in an hour." And so he's spewing. I ruined his fun, and she took all the money out. He made 140, gave him 20, took out 120, and she spent it. So there you go. No line to my sister, Brad. Oh, that's a bit stiff from you. What about the boys' club? You know, like the seven-hour golf games and things like that. You've you're just breaking code there, is? But good on your old man for <laughs> He's throwing me out smashing of the it out of the park, <laughs> smashing it out of the park, and getting a couple of hundies back, a couple of Lord Rutherfords in the old Skyrocket six forty-eight in the morning. And coming up next, it's Quizzy Dag take on the Ismaster. I feel he's generous today too. You could win yourself a fifty-dollar bonus bet with the TAB. Call us now on 0800 150811. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SNZ. 17 minutes away from seven. Keep your texts rolling in double eight, double three, and you could be our text of the month. Not long to go there for temper. You could win a temper bed valued at $10,000. Text of the week wins a temper pillow. So you will be sleeping very, very pretty. Oh, I can't wait to see the reaction to this one today. we got a quiz and, well, let's just see, eh? It's Quizzy Dag. A quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800. One five zero eight eleven eight eleven. 
you know what time it is. Quizzy Dag time, and it's that quiz that everyone thought was too hard. So I've come out, I'm nice. I'll be nice today. I'll be really, really nice. So if you're one of the lucky ones like Tim, good morning, Tim. How are you, mate? Good, mate. I feel like you've got a good chance to really take this home, and, and you could be like my old man and turn that 50 into 500. There we go, son. Here we go. First question. Who was the rugby player involved in the infamous three-way handshake with John Key? Uh, Richie McCall. Oh, too easy. Too easy. Two. <laughs> Track and field athlete. Keep those, keep those ones coming <laughs> Question number two, mate. Track and field athlete Eliza McCartney won an Olympic bronze medal in Rio in what event? Uh, the pole vault. Oh, Too easy. champion. Here we go, here we go. Number three, what sport do the Wheel Blacks play? What sport do the Wheel Blacks play? Yep. Uh, wheelchair rugby or murder ball, as it used to be called. There you go, champion. Oh, oh, how oh. good. You're on a roll oh, here, bud. You're on a roll. Which Kiwi football legend was Oceana footballer of the century? Winton Rufa. Oh, Izzy, what is oh, happening oh, you're here? On, you're on fire today, son. Bring it home this is like for $50. Gift. Wheelchair rugby. Where, where, oh, no. Where were the first, <laughs> our very first Olympics in 1896 held? Uh, Athens. Oh. <laughs> Champion! Champion, mate. Well done, Timmy. That is a world record time, mate. How good's that? Now we've got time to, to just chill and not be stressed out about our next interview. And, you know, what? What do you want? What do you want? That's a joke, I'm done. Mate. That is I'm a done. joke. You've just, I've had you, enough. It's like charity. It's a gift. You just hand, he's dropped his mic. He's out of here. <laughs> oh, i tell you what. Whoever put that, did you put that quiz together? Is he, or did Kieran put it? Yeah. Who did it? Yeah. Me and Kieran, me and Kieran yeah. were having conversations throughout the night. He sent it to me, and I said, "Look, mate, that's that's good. That's what the people want, you know. Um, that's what you you want. Everyone's stressing out about timings, and so I just made it easy." Anyone out there, please, who thinks that quiz was an absolute farce, <laughs> give us a call on the Kenard Tire <laughs> phone line: oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. I am looking forward to receiving your calls because that was an absolute disgrace for a quiz. That's not a, that's like, like, oh, I mean, that, that's almost like the, um, like you get Trivial Pursuit and then you have Trivial Pursuit for kids. That was like Trivial Pursuit for kids. It was just too easy. The Richie McCall one, like, seriously, the only way you're not getting that is if you're living under a blooming rock. <laughs> A few people out there living under rocks, Bez. Don't judge. 0800 <laughs> Feel free to have a little have a little dip at Izzy, the quiz master tag for that one. You're all complaining. In your defence, brother, you all complained it was too hard. Well, yeah. you just got the most easiest quiz ever. Yeah. So I'll Izzy make it hard. I'll go back to hard tomorrow. I'll make it a little bit harder tomorrow. I just thought I'd be nice today. I'm in a good mood. I'm all about the people. I love giving the TAB's money away, so how good? <laughs> well, text us, actually, double eight, double three. Was today's quiz acceptable? 
Simple. Oh, here we go. Izzy, you might as well stand on the roof and throw money away, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Jordan, when it's not your money, I will do that happily. (laughs) Oh, you're like, what are you? You're like Robin Hood. Right, 6.49 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. (laughs) We've got Dinesh Kartik coming up soon. We're going to have a little lockdown list run through shortly too, so we'll see you very soon. Yeah, and keep your texts coming through on double eight double three. We'd love to hear from you throughout the morning. Denise Carthick coming up after the news, plus Opie Bosson, the one and only. He'll give us the lead on Avantage. Gee, that quiz is going down like a cold cuppa. That's what that is. Money for absolutely nothing. All you had to do was pretty much pick the phone up and Izzy just dished it out to you like the charity man that he is. Such a big heart and obviously a big wallet. Too, eh? Just a simple one. What's that text there? If my workmates are getting these questions right, it's too bloody easy, boys. That's from Brett. Brett, what industry are you in? Tell me what industry are you in? Because I don't reckon it has to be a legal profession or accountancy or... You know, anything of great intelligence, uh, it could be anything to have got those ones right. You could be drinking a lot of beers and just looking under the label at the answers of the questions there and you would have got that question, got that quiz. Anyway. What do do the people want? What do you want? Give us a text, double eight, double three. What kind of quiz do you want? You know, I've gone hard and... It took about 38 minutes for you guys to get that right. I've gone easy. It's taken three and a half minutes. Like, what do you want in between? Couple of easy, couple of hard, sweet as. I'll bring that tomorrow. Come back tomorrow morning, 6.40. I got you. <laughs> maybe a little shade of grey, you know? Not so black, not so white. Just a little shade of grey in okay. there, maybe, you know? A little bit. A challenge, but not impossible. You know? All right. All right. I got you, Skip. Got you, Skip. Yes, sir. <laughs> 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 oh, right. What do we got? We've got about three minutes. Why don't we go through a couple of uh, what a lockdown lists? What are we thinking? Maybe some activities for the kids for a little bit of homeschooling? I don't know about mm. that. I don't really do any homeschooling with my kids. <laughs> hey, I'm sort of more. The I'll just say, man, I've got three and four year old and, and they don't even listen. So they just do whatever they want. They destroy the house. They paint, um, they play, they, yeah, so you've got older kids, Baz, so what do you, what, do, what does Riley do? Play PlayStation? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, do, he's doing a bit of homeschooling already, right? All the schools dish out their, um, their curriculum for them to follow and, and their online learning stuff, so yeah. he, he chips away at that. Seems to have a lot of free periods, which is very fortunate. Mm. Amazing, you know, how lucky he's, he's getting with those. And then um, he sort of comes out, has smashes a few, you know, things for, for uh, lunch and then goes back in. And then he sort of, he's playing on his PlayStation later on. The girls, I think Maya made, um, she made some cookies for her guinea pigs or something yesterday, which I found very disgusting. Oh. But good on her for looking out for the animals. Um, Evie... Yep, yep. Well, well, Evie, she's, at, she's so she's uh, seven now. 
she's actually doing really well at school. She's got a reading age of a 10-year-old, which is pretty cool. Um, so she's a bit of a clever wow. one. And that just really pisses off her older brother, uh, sister and brother as well, that she's as advanced. <laughs> she can she can spell a lot of words, which I certainly struggle with myself. So I'm not sure. Well, I know where she got it from, but I'm not going to admit that that's where the brains of the family come from, from the other side of the Tasman. Um but no, what about your kids, mate? Do you, I guess yours is a bit more crafty stuff, is it, rather than mm. sort of the the learning as such when they're a bit younger? Is that fair? Yeah, like yesterday, just you know how kids are really enjoying painting rocks, and then there's that little thing around around the country where people leave rocks around, and kids go find these rocks, and then they put rocks. And so, the wife just um, collected a few rocks out the back, and the kids were painting those, but then. We left them for about five minutes, and the paint made its way onto the couch. Luckily, it's it's washable paint, and it, it got off the couch because it was white um, linen couch, and yeah, an absolute disaster. But mate, it's just one of those things. You just got to keep them occupied and keep them busy. And I'll be honest, this lockdown, they're getting pretty pretty sick of it. They're getting pretty sick of us. They want to go hang out with their friends at daycare and and have some fun with all their friends, but they just can't at the moment. And I guess when they're older, I'll tell them what we went through, they probably won't be able to believe it. They're, they're too young to recognise what's going on. So, look, just, just trying to keep them busy uh, outside. We're, we're just riding the motorbike around. We're going for walks up the driveway. We've got a couple of sheep just up the up the road in the driveway, so we go down and feed those uh, every day and, and just chuck them a few carrots or, or things like that. So just just chipping away at time, mate. So if you've got any any ideas or anything that that you guys get up to at home, give us a text on double eight double three. How do you keep your kids occupied through this lockdown? Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We are craving them at cafe, but not yet. Hopefully soon. Here is Trudy for the news with Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Kia and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ and we are just after 7 in the morning on Thursday the 26th of August. We've got Dinesh Kartik coming up very soon out of the UK. Of course, Indian cricketer, Kolkata Knight Rider, former captain, now vice-captain and also working for Sky Sports as a commentator over there in England covering the India versus England test match, which... India lead the series 1-0, but she of England had a big day. They've, they've rock and rolled India for not too many. 82, was it? 80, 82, I think. 78. 78. Oh, jeez. 78. And now England are 120 without loss, so they lead by 42 at stumps on day one. So we'll get his finished Kartik's thoughts on what India need to do to be able to bounce back in the remaining four days. Um, but a fascinating contest unfolding. It's been full of uh, you know, full of intensity, that series, and not a lot of love lost as well. There's a lot of uh, banter between Virat Kohli and, and James Anderson in particular. Have you followed much of it, mate, or the hour's been a little tricky? No, no. Yeah, the hour's been a little bit tricky, to be honest. I just got a little update once I jumped into work this morning about quarter to five, or five o'clock-ish, and then just chucked it on the, and just followed it. I was actually trying to find, how do you watch it? I don't know how to watch it. I don't can't because you got the spark. Have you got the spark sport app? Yeah, yeah, I got the spark sport app, mate. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> oh, I can't like, get that oh, one, mate. I can't get that you're one. Home, I can't. You're home I can't for cricket, mate. <laughs> you're home for cricket these days. That's right. Wonderful. Okay, mate. Okay. Well, I haven't gone to the dark side yet, so. No, I was just following it online, just following the the ideas. But like you said, there's a bit of banter. One nil up to to India at the moment. They obviously got rolled overnight for seventy eight, which is unheard of, really. So I'll be interested to see what Dinesh Karthik comes in and says uh, about what happened overnight. And uh, uh, England, they are obviously in the driving seat, one hundred and twenty for none. Uh, pretty pretty good start from the English there. So looking forward to having a chat about that and and seeing. What's going to unfold over the next couple of days, mate? And I want to get a bit more of an understanding of what kind of coach you are. It's going to be a very fascinating interview. <laughs> oh, I don't know if this is a good thing or not. Actually, <laughs> might just get a little bit. Might just get a few too many thoughts, a few too many inner sanctum kind of um, chats out there. But let's see, eh? Let's see. Of course, Hasib Hamid is back in the England side at the moment. He's managed to get himself through to a half century at the top of the order with Rory Burns. The openers have been struggling of late, so England will be delighted with the start that they've made with the bat after their bowlers, led by James Anderson, Ollie Robinson, Sam Curran and Craig Overton. A full seam attack took all 10 wickets of the Indians, dismissing them for 78. So it will be fascinating to get Dinesh Kartik's view on it. Uh, uh, DK has also um, he's got an insatiable appetite for loud shirts, so he's he's mm. a real character, Dinesh Kartik, and he's been around the game for a long time actually. Um, we're just trying to track him down over in the UK, and such is life. These things I might have got this this could be a good insight into my coaching. Actually, is I might have got the timings wrong for him. So <laughs> just a little light <laughs> on the detail there, my friend. But, We'll, we'll good, get out of him anyway. Like, and like a Will, it's a Will Carling kind of setup we're rolling here, mate. Will Carling just gave him the time and didn't give him an absolute idea what we're going to talk about. But we'll just we'll we'll do, we'll do it, mate. And um, I want to what what kind of player? What kind of you know? He's obviously your vice captain within the group. Why did you choose him to be your your vice captain within the Calcutta Knight Riders? Well, he was actually captain when I took over the job um, at Kolkata, um, and then halfway through last season. Uh, and DK, by his own admission, his form was struggling somewhat. Um, we were going okay. Uh, his leadership was still actually really strong, but there were a couple of things, just uh, a couple of personal things which unfolded, which he felt would be better for the side to step away, especially seeing we had Owen Morgan, who had just won the World Cup for England, um, in our side as vice-captain. So they they pretty much just swapped roles, to be honest. Is Owen Morgan became the captain mm. and Dinesh Kartik vice-captain and they get on really well. Um, they're, they're, they're completely different people, but they sort of have a laugh and a joke. And, and it's great that between the two of them, they're able to reach various aspects of our team as well. So I enjoy working with them both. And DK is, um, he's, I don't believe he's finished yet. He's in the twilight of his career, without a doubt. Um, he is potentially one of the best finishers um, in in India, uh, we used him up the order a little bit, and I think his, his real mm. best role was probably slightly down the order. But he's he's still got a lot to offer, and particularly our side, we're quite a young team, mate, um, over in yeah. India. So it's good to have those experienced older Indian players within your side that can just take a bit of pressure off off the younger fellas too. And um, yeah, he's 
he's hopefully. I mean, we're we're sitting at the moment on the table over there. We're halfway through the tournament when it got cancelled um, because of COVID in yep. India, and we're going back in a couple of weeks and to try and finish off the tournament there. And we're we're two wins from seven games, um, which on the surface doesn't look that great, but we're not that far away from from really yep. clicking. So hopefully, um, you know, we can we can get the ball rolling and. And uh, I think we've got a hold of DK, so let's let's see how we get on here. But it's a great pleasure to introduce this Indian Indian cricketer. The he's a Kolkata vice captain. He is now a Sky Sport commentator and the owner of some of the loudest wardrobe you will ever see. It is Dinesh <laughs> Kartik all the way from the UK? Good morning, DK. Oh, good morning to y'all. Good evening to me. Actually, it's about nine in the night here. How are you guys? We're very good, mate. We've got so there's Baz here, obviously, and then you've got uh, Izzy here as well. And Izzy's a big cricket fan. Was actually quite handy with the bat, uh, with the ball himself, and in a previous era before he took on his responsibilities with the All Blacks. But it's great to speak to you, mate. And a tough old day for the Indian cricket side today over there. Yeah, yeah. Let's put the cricket aside, Izzy. Uh, let me tell you that if you think I have the loudest wardrobe, Baz has the tightest wardrobe. <laughs> He wears the tightest of pants. He thinks he's about his son's age. At about 13 years old, he's still wearing the same clothes that his son wears. Probably borrows it from him. So let's just start on that note and then move on to the cricket. Yeah, beautiful, uh, mate. Thanks for sharing that. I want more stories from you later in the show. What's he like, mate? Tell us some stories about Bears, the coach. Uh, this is not he's a grumpy old coach, that. He is a grumpy guy, that. I tell you what. <laughs> the day better be good. Otherwise, they're going to see the wrong side of man. When he does have a couple of glasses of wine, Jesus Christ, you don't want to be anywhere close to him if you've not done well for that day. Anywhere close to him. <laughs> now, no, this is, is a lie. On the wall. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is a lie. No, I'm kidding. No, he's, he's actually a lovely guy. He's somebody who's very balanced, and I like that about him. The fact that he's respectful however you go. And uh, to be fair, I've gone pretty badly, and he's been pretty okay with me still calling me on the show. So I'm assuming he's a decent human being. <laughs> well, you're still a big part. We've got a huge role to play over there in, in uh, the UAE in a couple of weeks' time as well, mate. When you put down your microphone, you pick up your wicket-keeping gloves and and your bat. We're two from seven in that tournament, but we're not. We've still got the chance to be able to qualify, don't we? We've just got to find a way to to get some results in the first few games and get a bit of momentum. Oh yes, absolutely. You know, especially a seven-match tournament like that. The key is just to get the first couple of games up and running. And then, you know, before you turn around, you'd be well in with a chance. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the way we've got to think. And that's the way I'm sure that uh, Baz and the team will be thinking. Because you get, get on a roll a bit and then the tournament looks much easier than what it is. Tell me, mate, you, are you enjoying the role? Let's, we'll get on to the, the actual test match at some point soon. But are you enjoying the role as, as a commentator for Sky Sports? You seem to be doing a fabulous job over there and, and you've had some... Some amazing feedback from uh, from all quarters, both as fans and also as expert commentators, seem to be loving the work that you're doing. Are you enjoying it? 
Oh, yes. I think, uh, you know, I'm a bit of a cricket buff. I enjoy speaking about the game. I, you know, I've played it for some time now. I've been lucky enough to be part of a very good team. So just putting all of that experience and uh, most importantly, I feel as a commentator, sometimes you uh, you become a, a genius and you become a, a absolute legend when you, as soon as you finish your cricket, you feel you're much better than what you are. <laughs> so I try and bring that perspective where I'm a normal cricketer who's failed a lot more than I've succeeded. So every time I do speak about something, I keep that at the back of my mind. And uh, today's sorry, sorry. You go, you sorry. go. I'll go, Bez. I'll go, Bez. Oh, you, you don't want me to give me more dirt, eh, mate? I'll get some more no, dirt exactly. later. But no, look, let's yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. let's on. talk about today's uh, match that's just unfolded. In, uh, India bowled out for seventy-eight. What what went wrong with with the Indians today? Oh, there's nothing that went right actually, apart from the toss. Uh, everything yeah. was wrong. I mean, uh, <laughs> we struggled. Jimmy Anderson was at his best. He bowled some great balls, but, uh, you know, credit actually more to the English bowlers than the Indian batsmen because you, you can really, you know, talk down the English ba- Indian batters. But I would say the way the English bowlers bowled, uh, there was not so much in the wicket, but they did make things happen. They bowled mm. some great areas. I tell you what, this Jimmy Anderson in English, in English conditions is a handful. He's not easy. Um, I, I would love to remove a stat to see how many times he's removed Baz. I'm assuming that uh, he's had the better of Baz, actually. <laughs> that dodgy well, that that. Had, he isn't, isn't going to get much of Jimmy Anderson <laughs> in England. Yeah, well, I do remember one time against him. I went to try and we were playing at Trent Bridge, DK, and, and it was overcast conditions there. And I went to whip the ball. I thought it was going down leg. I went to whip it through the leg side. And then I turned around and my off stump was cartwheeling out of the ground. The ball actually swung that much away. So I can testify to how difficult he is in those English conditions with the Duke's ball. And, it's been How an interesting many times series did for Jim. I tell you, Baz, to go easy in the night before the game. <laughs> How many times? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I was trying to pick the middle one, DK. I just couldn't quite get it right on that occasion, you know? <laughs> that works <laughs> only for Ian Botham, not for Brendan McCullum. Beefy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to find out anymore anyway. I'm well retired. But, mate, what about Jimmy Anderson? So he's had a big series with um, Virat Kohli in particular. They've sort of been going at each other a little bit, haven't they? And, and um, Virat Kohli, would say, won the first duel, and, and it seems like Jimmy Anderson's in front on the second one. But has that been a fascinating watch? Oh, absolutely. I think that's been one of the thrills of the series, actually. If you take, uh, you know, if you just roll a few years back, in 2014 was the first time that they met. Uh, Jimmy Anderson was all over him like a rash. In 2018... Virat Kohli got the better of him. He didn't get out to him once. He played him really well. 2021, 20, as of now, Anderson is leading this race. Five innings into the into the Test series, Anderson has the last laugh when it comes to the the challenges between both of them as a as a batting versus bowling duel. But as a team, India have played better cricket. I think in in the, in the three Test matches so far, the first one could have easily gone India's way. The second one, they managed to pull it back. India have definitely played better cricket. England are in some pressure, but today was a day that completely belonged to England. They, they, batted, they batted brilliantly, they bowled fabulously, and they took all the catches. So, yeah, it was uh, one of the better days that they've had in the series. Hey, mate, uh, it looks like uh, from the outside looking at there's a lot of hostility between both England and India. Is, is that what the feel is? There's a sense of a little bit of... There's a lot of chat being thrown out on, out on the course, uh, field at the moment? Oh, yes, oh, yes. I think this is... Arguably one of the most aggressive Indian sides that's been out on the park in a long, long time. They they go shoulder to shoulder. If you give them one, they try and give you ten back. And that's that's something that Bumrah said. 
that, you know, somebody gives me, I'm going to give them 10 back. That's my attitude. And you can really see the bowlers are charged up. They, you know, they go at you. I mean, he bowled a 10 ball over to James Anderson with about five going past his nose. I don't think he liked it much. So he had a few words to say. But, you know, at the end of that battle, I think India did channelize that aggressive energy a little better and, uh, you know, get the result going their way. But there is a lot of possibility for sure. Well, it's good to see. You actually want to see that real competitiveness because it means so much to both teams and both countries. And with Virat Kohli at the helm, you know that India is going to be up for a fight, even though they're miles behind in this game. They're 1-0 up in the series, and they are going to fight. We know that much in that test match. So, mate, I just want to speak to you just one, one little thing about um, you're working with some of the best commentators in the game over there with Sky Sports. So who have you found has been the most enjoyable for your style to, to be able to work with? On, on the on the mic. Uh, look, I, you know, um, I've learned different things from different people, and I'm not just saying it to impress him. I, I really think Atten is somebody who has a fabulous voice. His vocabulary is unbelievable. Somebody who's an all-round terrific commentator, and I really enjoy personally is Nasser Hussain. But if you ask me my favorite, just for his sense of humor, his body language, and everything he has to say, and everything in between, David Lloyd, fondly known as Bumble. Oh, he is an absolute laugh riot, that man. Speak very little cricket, <laughs> everything else other than that. But oh my God, he's funny. <laughs> he sure is. They are some of the biggest names in commentary, aren't they? Michael Athan and Nasser Hussain and David Lloyd. And you add Ian Bishop to it. And now you add Dinesh Kartu, who's doing a wonderful job, mate. We will let you go. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak to us here on Baz Nizzi for breakfast as well. And, and hope you enjoy the rest of your time in the UK. I hope you're getting a chance to get a little bit of batting under your, under your belt before we uh, meet up in the UAE because we're going to need you over there, my brother. Definitely, Baz. Definitely. Thanks, Izzy. Thanks for you know, allowing me to be on the show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I was really excited to be here. Uh, good to speak to you, Baz. It's been a long time. I guess uh, you know, when you're coming from New Zealand, it's hard to uh, see each other. It's uh, easier, I think, speaking uh, considering how the situation is right now. But uh, enjoy it. I've heard a lot about the show. Good luck. And uh, hopefully I can be back on the show sometime. You're a good yes, man. Thanks, DK. Okay. Take Thanks, care. mate. That is Dinesh Kartik. He is a champion man. He's a wonderful cricketer and now is really starting to make some waves in the commentary game. He, he seems to be um, just one of those guys who's been able to pick it up and, and just run yeah. with it. And as you can see there, he's well-spoken, has a bit of fun. He's got a good sense of humor. He's got a bit of color about him, but also still very respectful of the commentators around him too so you can only think that he's going to do good things and that series is turning into be a fascinating one India 1-0 up in that series but on the ropes after England bowled him out for 78 this morning and now are 120 without loss to have a 42 run lead it is coming up 7.20 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast you're listening to us and it is a big thanks to Chemist Warehouse always here for you Yes, you certainly are. And if you only caught part of Dinesh Karthik, you want to go listen to that on the podcast, SENZ, uh, the app, or just wherever you get your podcast. We don't care. Go have a listen um, to Dinesh if you want to hear the latest in that test series between England and India. But right now, boys, this is our first edition of uh, Pacing for Purpose with Harness Racing New Zealand. Live the dream. Get involved in Harness Racing today. New Zealand Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. We're having a little bit of a rivalry here, a little competition for a good cause. 
we're going to go up against the other shows on the weekdays. So uh, Smithy, Staffy, Beave and Kirsty and, and Ricky and, and try and find some winners with a $50 bet from Harness Racing New Zealand on a horse for a, or a harness racing horse for a specific charity. Do you guys want to tell us who, who we're pacing for, what our purpose is? Yep. So we're, we're our charity, our chosen charity is Child Cancer Foundation. Um, when we, when Sam approached us about this and who's a, ch- a charity that's close to our heart, look, I've had cancer in my fa- family lately and it's a horrible disease. Uh, yeah, so uh, it's just hit really close to home and obviously being a father, I've got two young kids at the moment and I just couldn't think of anything worse. So the work that the Child Cancer Foundation do uh, for families around the around New Zealand that are really struggling, I know there's, I've heard of cases, um, young kids um, that have passed away and they're only seven, eight-year-olds and it just breaks my heart. So if we can just raise a little bit of money, like, like Richie Moanga is doing with uh, Horse Moanga, raising $25,000 for, for that foundation, if we can ra- raise a little bit, or Child Cancer Foundation, then I feel like we're doing our little bit to, to give back to families that are and kids especially that are struggling out there, Bears. So that that's the reason I want to do it. I've got kids and I've had a bit of cancer in my family lately, so I just want to help out in some certain way. Yeah, totally agree, mate. And um and that's why it been you know, we're trying to raise a bit of money and I don't want to be responsible for placing a tip on a harness racing horse, so um, we're going to leave that to Louis, who's going to take one for the team. Because <laughs> <Wow. laughs> given, we've given out five tips yeah. for three wins in two seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm There's on a, a bit of credibility streak. involved in it. <laughs> I'm not going to go out there and go down with the ship on a harness racing horse. So, <laughs> Louis, you are my, all things harness racing. In this. <laughs> <laughs> can we get, can we find hey. Izzy's dad? In? I don't, well, I'm, not, I'm no good. This is, this is a hospital for us, but for the child counts. Louis, yes, Louis, yes. each show is having a punt on a horse, isn't it? On a harness race. Do we want to give our tip out so these uh, amateurs follow or what? <laughs> Look, well, yes, yeah, because it's $50 and, and they can't pick the same horse. Look, the trouble okay, is, the okay. trouble is at the moment, this is with Harness Racing New Zealand, and this is a great initiative. Stoked to be doing it. Yep. But we don't have harness yep. racing just quite yet. We're hoping, fingers crossed, that the rest of the country can go down alert levels so Sunday there's an awesome car to Addington. But we've got to have to go to Australia. And and look, this is wide. This is Mildura oh. in Victoria. This oh. race this race runs at 12.26 a.m. So we're pretty much getting up to come to work. <laughs> we might have to catch the tail end of the race. And we're taking Mr. Pummelchuk from... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Pummelchuk from gate two. It's 260 or thereabouts. Pummelchuk. Mr. Pummelchuk. How do you spell that? Can you spell that, please? Pummelchuk. M-I-S-T-A, like, like Mr. Mr. Nisian Mystic. Um, pummel, like you get pummeled. And chuck, like, um, I don't know, like a, what, yeah, chicken, I guess. Like a, <laughs> what's a <it>, pan? <laughs> I don't know any other types of chooks. <laughs> <laughs> it's made about two dollars sixty, so um, we'll have a go. Look, it looks like it's ready have to win. Have you just gone for it on the odds? Have you just chosen to say, "Oh yeah, it looks like it's a favourite. We'll just pick that one." Or what? What's ah, your, no, what's man, I was, I was doing formal morning. <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's it drawn? 
It's drawn two, so it should get a run. The gate speed is, um, it, look, after showing early gate speed last time at this track, um, it, it manages to ping the, ping the gate, so it should get a soft lead, and, and we'll just pace away, and, and you know, we'll top yeah, the Child nice. Cancer Foundation up. It's easy. Do you, Beautiful. Do you, remember, do you remember that last time that you were made to, made to pull a tip yeah, out without yes, any kind of yes, research well. or knowledge? Did I sound like I was just as unconvinced then? Oh, Hey, I like a little bit of harness racing. I've actually got a horse in the harness racing game. It's called Cover Girl. So for those who like a little bit of futures, the Australian Breeders' Crown in November, she will be nominated for that. So have a look when those odds come out. Yes. Cover Girl. But in the meantime, we're on Mr. Pummelchuk at $2.60. <laughs> who's, drawn a good, who's drawn a good gate. We'll appreciate the gate speed according to Louis <laughs> Herman Watt. <laughs> they are far out. We should have oh, called him Mick Guerin. We should have called him Mick Guerin. Oh, well, let's see. Hey, if you get up, Louis, then feel free. We can bask in that glory. It's coming up 7.30 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thanks, Trudy. 28 minutes away from eight on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Get up, Mr. Pummelchuk. We'll be watching that, everyone, all around the country at 12.28 in the morning. Tomorrow morning, what a state, way to start our weekend. Hey, uh, just should remind you, if you want to go white baiting with the beeve, Text Farmside to double eight double three. They're the legends of New Zealand rural connectivity, and Beaver's the legend of the white baiting arena. So, text Farmside to double eight double three now. Entries close nine a.m. on Friday, which is tomorrow. So, Farmside one word double eight double three. A little bit of sporting news for you boys. Sophie Pascoe, wow, she's back in the mix tomorrow. All right. Uh, sorry, today. She dives into the Tokyo Aquatic Centre pool in her first of five events, the women's 100 metre Breaststoke SB8, just after 2 pm today. She arrives with the fastest entry time across the two heats, and it all going well. Will swim for gold at 10.40. What a marvel Sophie Pascoe is. So we might be having seeing some more medals. Uh, into the from the Tokyo, well, we haven't had any in the Quadrix Centre, but we had plenty in Tokyo in general. A bit of footballing news. Trudy touched on it in her news. Harry Kane, he's going to stay at Tottenham. So we've got one Spurs fan here who will be absolutely thrilled with that. Bass McCullough. Yeah, there you go. And Izzy, you've been very curious about PSG and their stacked lineup. Mm. Kylian Mbappe, well, it looks like he might be going to Real Madrid if they can get the numbers right. So Real Madrid have offered less than what PSG actually bought him for. So they aren't happy with that because that math doesn't work because he's got better since he's played for PSG. He's really coming to his own. But it looks like if a deal can be done and the maths can work up, Kylian Mbappe will be in that famous Real Madrid white. And uh, Lionel Messi... Sergio Ramos, the team will be left to PSG. Oh, they're no chance now, are they? They'll be they'll be toast without without Mbappe. <laughs> mate, and and then and then uh, oh no, they've, mate, they got plenty. But I'm not surprised, mate. We spoke about it yesterday. Imagine that wage bill. Imagine the overheads for that that those kind of legends on 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 their uh, on their wage list. And then now uh, thinking about getting Ronaldo, I want to know what he's gonna do. What's what's the chat around Ronaldo? Is he Spurs, mate? Is he going to stay at Juventus? Spurs. Is he going to? He's not going to Spurs, mate. He's going to Spurs, Harry mate. Kane. Harry no. Kane. We're going to have Cristiano. No more Ronaldo. money. 
Man City. Mate, this is the year of the Spurs. Man Why City. Don't you worry about us. There's some rumours. The rumour, the papers are flying overnight that... Um, no, yeah, no, no, that, no, 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 he's coming home, boys. He's coming home. Manchester United. Mm. Why would he want to do that? He's been there, he's done that. Surely it's time to move on. Give someone else a crack. Spread <laughs> the love, Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo. We've got, a, we've got some texts here. Do you want to read through a couple of these texts? Morning, boys. Yeah, Izzy, oh, it's pretty funny that you complain about your kids doing whatever they want. <laughs> it's called karma. That's from Brian. <laughs> I feel like I know Brian somehow. I feel like he's someone that's playing a game, eh? Like, Brian, he's giving me a bit of stick about the Pirates being in second division. Brian, what's your last name? Send us a text, mate. Let me know your last name because I feel like I know you. And I know a couple of Brian's in Hawke's Bay. And, well, if you're that, Brian... Watch out, mate. Anyway, Bears, another text here. Bears, the cricket last night was unreal. I'll just listen to the first hour on the radio. So good, I couldn't go to sleep as the palms were on fire. Jim Tamuka, how good is it having the cricket live on the radio? Commentary on SENZ, so good. Yeah, so good. You're spot on, mate. It's like the old days, isn't it? You just drift off to sleep with the old... Dulcet times of Jeremy Coney coming out of your transistor radio. Absolutely brilliant. Or on the app, depending on where you, where you are. Um, it is pretty cool, though. It would have been, oh, it must have been awesome, awesome listening last night as well. I must admit, I didn't listen at that, at that stage because we were going to get up early and come and jump on air. So it was a bit, a little bit late. But that's my, mate, my old man, my old man, he, he listens to it all night. He'll have his radios on his phone, has the app downloaded it, and he listens to talk back and goes to sleep with it all night. So, mate, there's some people out there that just that, that do it, eh? And it's really good to have it on the radio. They'll just be like, they'll be sleeping, but they can hear things in the background, hear a bit of excitement, so they can stay clued up throughout the night. But me, mate, I need silence. And like you said, we're up at 4 30. Yeah, that's right. Test cricket on SENZ Live, ball by ball, England versus India, as well as a little bit of EPL on SENZ too. Right, we're going to get off to a break because after the break, we have the best hoop in the game in New Zealand, Opie Boston. There's only one Opie Boston. It is 7.37 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Yes, you absolutely are at 18 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Plenty to come, including Brad Moore still after the news, talking all blacks and all things rugby. Double eight, double three is the text line. There's a great text that came through earlier that we'll put to Opie. When you text, you could be the text of the month. You could sleep in a $10,000 temper bed. Oh, how good would that be? We've got racing. Well, we hope we've got racing this weekend, Baz, because we're all hanging out for it. Yeah, that's right. Well, it's yet to be determined. Obviously, under level four, we can't race currently. Let's hope that changes in time as well. But with a bit of luck, we go down to level three, and that means racing can get up and running because we've got some hot fields for the weekend and some hot mounts is the best in the business. There is only one Opie Bosson, and he is joining us on the phone right now. Good morning, Ope. Hey, morning. How are you? Good, mate. Thanks for joining us on Baz Nizzy for breakfast, mate. You would have just come off the track, wouldn't you? A little bit of track work. This morning? Yeah, just finished about 10 minutes ago, so a long morning. <laughs> How's the weight looking, mate? you got to get down to 57 and a half to ride Avon Taj today. How, how are we looking after a couple of weeks in lockdown? 
Um, oh, probably got about two and a half kilos to lose, but uh, it's not too bad. Um, got a couple of days to do it, so all going well. Should be should Mate. get it off. Well, I need to get it Mate, off. I got I got ten, I got I got ten to lose. What's your, what's the key? What's the key, mate? What's some key <laughs> tips that you can give Daggy here? Blowing right out. I'm, I'm no expert at it. Just <laughs> look at all my fines and get home away. Hey, help me one I, bit there. We 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 got a segment on this um on this Baz and Izzy for breakfast called Country Clueless, right? Now, now you've got a farm. Yeah. How big's your farm, and, and what are your farming skills like? Are you a country clueless or a country clued up type of fella? Oh, a little, maybe a little bit clueless. I've got 350 acres and a, bit, oh. a little bit hit and miss sometimes, but um, we get in there. 350 acres. and that's a struggle. Far <laughs> <laughs> oh. out, mate. Talk to us about this. Um, this weekend, you've got well. Hopefully, all going well. If we get get racing again, you got some some gun horses stepping back out. None bigger than obviously Avon Taj. Talk to us about her chances and and also what else you like over the weekend. Yeah, well, she she seems to be coming out quite nicely, and I, I give her a little bit of a gallop this morning um, to blow 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 the pipes out. But, um, she felt great, and um, she seems to be going the going the right way. And um, she trolled up pretty good this time, and. On, on wet tracks, which probably didn't really suit her. Um, but I'm um, hoping for a little bit better track, and um, I'm sure she'll, she'll be very, very hard to beat. Hey, mate, uh, so we got a great text this morning from Hamish. He said, hey morning, hey, morning team, I would love to know one horse who Opie had ridden that we never got to see the best of, mate. You've ridden some champions, but what's one that's kind of hasn't really lived up to what it's always, you know, struggled to... To show its full potential. Oh, um, I know Colors of Bear won a crack a million in a Group One. Uh, he never got to race it th- at, at three uh, through injury, and I thought he was, was going to be even better at, as a three-year-old. So he could have could have been a champion, um, but um, we, didn't, we never know. What about Tiakia Shark? Where would you rate him? I, I thought you might have gone that way. Oh, oh he's he, he's up there. One of my the best I've ever ridden. Um, Pretty much untapped he was, so um, he, he just always had a few issues, and you know, it was sad when he retired because um, I, I thought there was a lot of big Group One races um, left him. Mate, you've always been into the horses, and did you, when you grew up, did you always think you you wanted to be a jockey? Because you're one of the greatest jockeys yeah, in New I Zealand did. at the moment, biggest name. Yeah, I did when I um, I was probably from the age of probably three. Um, I want to be a yeah. jockey, and um, my dad used to train a couple of horses in Rotorua, so I'd go to track work every morning with him and started riding track work when I was about 11, um, and he went from there. But when I'm trying to lose weight, I don't feel like being a jockey. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hey, mate, um, over the weekend, so you've obviously got Avantage. You've got a couple other um, good chances too. You want to... You want to tip us into something, mate? Come on, you're trying to be a bit guarded on us here, right? Give us something. Give us our, our punters something to get into. I, I like Palamos. He's um, he, he was my pick for the crack a million as a two-year-old last year, and he went, was unbeaten, and um, he, he went sore before before, so he missed out on the crack a million. Um, and he was he was my pick all the way through. So I'm really uh, looking forward to getting getting back on him on the track again and. He seems to have come up quite nicely, and 
Um, I think he's all class. Okay, Palamos, there we go. There's one for us. Is he right that hey, down, mate? And with the vivid yeah, Palamos. I've written the right, right down. Palamos is going to get an absolute hiding on its nose. I'll tell you that right now. But Ophi, this year with so much uncertainty, what, what does the future hold? You've got a big race this weekend, but beyond that, what does the future hold for you, bud? Um, well, just just getting back into racing at the moment. So, so um, just want mm. to get my weight down and try and um, focus on um, these big races coming up in the spring. Mate, if you weren't a jockey, would you have been a cricketer or a rugby player? Which one of those two? <laughs> or both? You I'd love to be a rugby player. I, I played rugby from probably the age of five till, until I started riding. So um, I was always keen on rugby. And I gave up riding for a year and played rugby for Matter Matter. So that was, that was um, quite a highlight as well. Yes, boy. UMS. Up the UMS, boys, eh? <laughs> Title winners this year again. <laughs> yeah. You've got to get down and watch us, mate. Have you come down and watched us yeah, of late? No, I haven't been down. Um, the, the boys keep telling me to come down, but it ends up being a pretty big day. <laughs> it's a bit dangerous. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, is it? well, you normally get suspended at least a couple of times during the winter as well. Surely you can get down and support the local boys again, eh? We'll get you in there. We're always uh, looking. What position, I'll, what I'll position make, do you I'll play? I'll make sure I do it next year. Uh, yeah. half what position? I probably could have guessed that. Halfback. Oh, I really had to put my mind to it. He'll be throwing you <laughs> seeds right in front of you, Bears. That fullback running in from the back. OP boss and Matt Callum. Back. <laughs> couple, couple of horse well, passes. <laughs> well, and then we get Sam Burgesson as well. He he plays for us. He'll be stepping stepping off his left and trying to sky through the defence as well. Mate, um, what about uh, family life during lockdown? Obviously, you're still working in terms of uh, riding and things like that, but you got young family and Emily's obviously at home too. So how, how's that been for you? Yeah, well, I, I've got like a mile-long list of jobs every time I, I wake up in the morning. So she, um, Emily keeps me busy and Max, Max loves getting out on the farm as well. So he, he's, he's quite fun to um, round up the cattle and everything like that with. Hey mate, what's the what's the conversations like uh, between the jockeys uh, during this uncertain time with lockdown and, and the racing industry? There's been a lot of chat uh, lately. We've had a couple of trainers on the NZR CEO, um, and there's just so much uncertainty. What are the, what are the other uh, jockeys like? What's the feelings? Um, I, I talk to, I talk to most of the heavier jockeys. Um, they they just a bit frustrated when they're trying to lose all this weight, and um, and then they get to the night before the races and the and they're called off. So. It's more frustrating than anything, um, mm. but it would be good to get get back out on the track again soon. Absolutely, mate. We're going to let you go shortly, but before we do, because we know you're a busy man and you got 350 acres to farm, you got horses to ride and <laughs> and races to start to look towards how you're going to ride them in the weekend. But the spring, give us something for the spring as well. You've given us Palamos for the weekend, along with. Uh, Avantage. What else for the spring should we be keeping an eye on? Maybe a young one, a young baby that we can keep an eye on and follow through the spring can't. Love a juicy odd too. Yeah. Oh, um, what have we got? Well, if he's on it, there's going to be no um, odds. I'll give you a tip for a start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they, there's a filly that's actually racing on Saturday against Palamos called Imperatrice. Um, I think she's going to be a superstar in those three-year-old filly races. Okay. So 
All right, sweet. So Imperatriz, but not on sad day, eh? Palamos is going to win sad day. Oh, well, she, she, she's my biggest danger, I think. Okay. Perfect. Good man. Thank you, Ope. We appreciate you uh, coming on Baz and Izzy for breakfast, mate. And next time we'll, Cheers, we'll um Next time no, we'll, uh, we'll have a couple of beers and get you on as well. But good luck this weekend, my friend. Cheers, mate. Thanks. That was Opie Boston, the best in the business when it comes to riding here in New Zealand. And what a cult following he's got as well. When that Caracamillion night, when he is riding... Riding them home down the straight there at Ellerslie, and you just hear the Ellerslie crowd giving it. There is only one Opie Bossom, and it's good to get to mm. good to get Opie on the show and and have a bit of a chat. You can tell that he's probably absolutely exhausted. He's probably been up early this morning, no food, trying to <laughs> he's trying to get himself down to a rideable weight for the weekend, and he would have been working all morning as well. So. We really appreciate him taking the time to chat to us here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is seven minutes to eight in the morning. It's time for us to shoot off for a break. We will be back soon. Yeah, it's a couple of minutes away from 8 o'clock. Kinatai phone line is 0800-150-811. Give us a call and jack some energy. We'd love to hear from you. But plenty to come in the show in the next hour, Baz. Yeah, there sure is, mate. We've got Brad Moore coming up. So drop us a message on double eight double three. the assistant coach of the All Blacks. What do you want to know from him? Do you want to know who's going to captain the All Blacks if the big leaders of that side do, in fact, all sit out at the same time for the impending berths? Of their kids, who should it be? Should it be Cody Taylor? Let us know. Double eight, double three, Brad Moore coming up after the news. Just to go back quickly on that interview with Opie Boston, okay? Write down, get yourself a little black book, someone, somewhere. Just, it doesn't have to be very big, can fit in the top drawer and just get a little marker pen. And then when you listen to the show, put some names down and follow them through the spring. Palamos is racing this weekend against Imperatriz. Palamos, Opie Boston is riding. Imperatriz, well, I don't think he could make the weight at 55 and a half. Danielle Johnson is riding. Both trained out of the Jamie Richards stable there at Tiakia. He's he His affection for Imperatriz is obvious. He thinks Palamos is a bit of a freak as well. And there's, we'll give you another couple throughout. Avantage, he thinks, is very hard to beat. So there's three for the weekend you can follow. Cool as a bill, Tiakia Shark, some of the best he's ever ridden. There will be some others pop up throughout this campaign as well over the next few weeks. Keep an eye on a horse called Synchronize. There's a little stare from me. It is coming up to 8 o'clock in the morning. Wishing we could have him at cafe, but hopefully again soon. It is Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Kia and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. It is just after 8 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, the 26th of August. We've had Dinesh Kartik out of the UK talking to us all things England 
dominating India in that second, well, third test match, actually. India lead the series 1-0. India rock and rolled for 78. England 120 without loss. They lead by 42 after a Jimmy Anderson masterclass removed the top order of the Indian side. But there's still a long way to go, and you never ride off Virat Kohli's team. I'll give you the tip. He is a fighter, a warrior, and he'll get the best out of them. They'll keep giving in that test match. And we also chatted to the best hoop in the business, Opie Bosson, who comes straight off the track. He's joined us. He's trying to make he he's trying to make weight. He's got to get two and a half kilos off in 24 hours. Hopefully, when we get back to racing, and uh, and he steered us into a couple. He steered us into Avantage, and he also said Palamos is a gun horse to get in behind as well. We've got coming up very soon is Brad Moore, the assistant coach of the ABs. And it's going to be Izzy Dag to be able to intro him. And also, at some stage in this hour, we have Paul Mawate from the TAB. And we're going to ask him what the odds of the tip that we're going to give out. Well, keep in mind, we've given five out. Izzy and I have given five <laughs> tips out. We're three wins, two second placings. And we've also had Louie giving out tips on harness racing horses. So that's how good you get it on the show. We are across all... <laughs> aspects of racing in New Zealand, aren't we, Is? We are. Pummel Chuck. Bring it home, Pummel Chuck. I'll tell you what, <laughs> I'll be waking Pummel up. Chuck. I'll wake up this morning and hopefully me uh, TAB account has a little bit more of a, uh, a positive gain in it. So looking forward to that, Pummel Chuck. But, mate, I want to talk to you about that <laughs> weight loss with, with the jockeys, mate. Sorry. I want to talk to you about the weight loss with the jockeys. Like, it's hard for these men, eh? Like, the, especially the heavier jockeys, what they have to go through. It's, it's not healthy. We we spoke the other day to Zoe McBride about the, the struggle she had with the weight loss and having to go through that, man. They, these jockeys, the things that they have to put their bodies through, it's, it's not healthy, am I right? Well, it's not healthy, but I tell you what, mate, you talk to some of the older jockeys, and I'm talking, you know, the Lance O'Sullivan eras here, they used to ride him 49 kilos, mate. All right, so Opie's got wow. to get himself down to 57 and a half. Um, and, I mean, that's that's going to be difficult, especially after a, a two-week lockdown. Um, but you imagine trying to get down to 49, mate. That's what it used to be like. I know, I see now they've just raised the weight, so kilogram as well. Um, for the next little period here in New Zealand, but it can't be it can't be good. It can't be healthy. Um, but I guess I mean that is a chosen sport, and and a lot of them are able to deal with it. There's some that can't. Um, I guess that's why the the females have been have really come to the fore mm. as well, because a lot of them don't have to waste. They're naturally lighter in their weight, and so therefore their their balance um, is across the entire frame too. So it's really fascinating. Bears. But another thing that's fascinating is oh, you go on, mate. Sorry. Oh, sorry. No, I was going to do how much, how important, like, I know when I'm looking at a horse on the TAV, I look at the jockey. And, like, you see an Opie Boston, and you're like, okay, that's, you know, he's a good jockey. Is that, does that sway your, does that persuade you to go on a horse when you look at the jockey and they've got so, so much class as well? Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think it, it definitely affects your ability to get some odds, though, as well. Um, you get mm. the best jockeys on. Very rarely will Opie Boston go out at long odds, such as the quality of them. I think a good jockey can improve a horse lengths. They say weight stops trains, um, which it does. So you've got to be careful of the weights. You've got to be aware of the draws on some tracks as well. And certainly jockeys, and particularly when you combine jockeys with trainers, there's lots who have very good partnerships, which reap good dividends. But I'll let you introduce our next guest, mate, because I think he's on the line. He doesn't yeah, want to pump well. either. 
he doesn't mind a punt, and I'm probably not surprised if he gives Jockey in the go. He's done it all, mate. He's come from an accounting firm where he's a partner. He's coached club level to success. He's coached the Mighty Crusaders to successive titles. Now he's an All Blacks assistant coach. P.S. Bears, he loves horses as well. So we'll get onto that a bit later. Brad Moore, my friend, how are you, mate? How's the family in lockdown? Oh, morning, Daggy, Bears. Um, great to be on board. Thanks, man. Uh, great, thanks. Uh, everyone, everyone's good. We, as a family, we sort of love a lockdown. You pause at life a little bit and, and uh, get to spend some really good quality time together. You know, it's not forever, so just enjoy the moment. And, um, and, and uh, when society needs to get rolling again, we'll, we'll get up with that. But uh, today, head away as well. Head away to Perth and, and get into that uh, yep. wee journey. Mate, how's it all been over this lockdown with uh, a lot of lot of uncertainty, a lot of things, chat been thrown back and forth from the Tasman. Has it been a pretty busy time for you as a coach? Yeah, mate, it's um, it's been a funny old time. You sort of work out through this last 18 months that we don't really like uncertainty. Humans, do we? We like to know what, mm. what the plan is and, <laughs> and, and get on with it. But uh, you know, sort of we left Auckland after the, the, the second bled and, Heading home for a week, but then head head away, and uh, and then that later in that week it became a we're not going just yet. We don't know what the future holds. So, but uh, Mark Robinson and and his crew made a made a great decision there for us, and mm. um and the right decision. And then uh, and now, you know, a few days later we we've uh, that all that certainty's been sorted out. So away we go. Yeah, you're right about we don't like uncertainty, but one thing that has become certain over the last few days is the fact that Ian Foster has re-signed with the All Blacks for another couple of years all the way through to the World Cup. Tell me, as an assistant, does that also mean that your contract is uh, is carries on through to that time as well? Or is there, am I sort of crossing over barriers I shouldn't really do here? <laughs> oh, I don't think they're worried. Been worried in the past. <laughs> Love a hurdle, get over it. <laughs> 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 no, mate, oh, that's wonderful news. And and um, you know, Poz's work um, superbly and and uh, massively over the last um, two years. And geez, it's been a unique environment and um, world environment to be to be working through. So um, it's been great to be part of. And yep, we're it's all. Um, coaching team and management team so those, those uh, I think Mark Robinson said earlier in the week you know, all those those contracts are, are in, in process and starting to be worked through so exciting times it's lovely to have some certainty around that and to have uh, that backing behind us as we as we head away but uh, it's a really happy group um, and uh, and that's testament to, to Foz's leadership and, and statesmanship through this Period, and also the outstanding rugby acumen and coaching ability that uh, got us got us playing in the way that we want to play, and, and with plenty more growth in us yet. Mm. Right. Well, now that leads on to the next point. Then, now that I know you got plenty of cash in the tin, race five at Wagga <laughs> today. Wagga, Wagga, Wagga. However you want. I know you like a punt as well, Maurice. So you have a little, have a little, a little win bet on. Titled, a horse called Titled. It's drawn the 11. It's carrying 57 kilos, trained by Matt Dale uh, and ridden by Nick Haywood, I think. 
and it's uh, it's got a bad barrier. It's going to get back, but if it's forward enough, he will give this a fair shake. He ran fourth in a group race at Trentham, and he's back to Wagga Maiden. So now you've got you've re-signed with the ABs. You can put a little bit of that hard earned on it and get yourself uh, get yourself a little <laughs> multiplier. I think it's paying about four bucks there, Maurice. Uh, there you go. So you come on the show, we give you winners. That's what we do, mate. That's how much we appreciate oh, you. Oh, that's great. I'll bring you back tomorrow and see how it went. But, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we get uh, some tour funds and duty-free funds uh, are ready for the the flight back and the and the list that the the family will send through, no doubt. But, uh, that that's awesome. Thanks for that title. You got an interest in that one, Baz? I haven't, but I, I wish. I mean, I've actually slimmed down the old operation of late, mate. You know, retired um, cricketer doesn't earn as much as what the, like operating cricketers do. So I've just had to, you know, rein <laughs> rein things in a little bit more. You know, from back in the Halcyon days when I used to know you down in Christchurch, I used to be a bit more flush with the cash. Now I'm a bit tighter around the belt. Bit disciplined to to know when to pull the belt in a bit. So well done. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we got we got no discipline on this show, especially on this side, mate. I'm everything on the nose, and I go big. So anyway, we'll go we'll go move moving forward, Brett. Every time I see you, you're smiling, you're happy, mate. You're full of energy. How are you enjoying the All Blacks role, mate? Are you enjoying the challenge that it brings, and what, and what do you love about it? Oh, mate, absolutely. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. Great environment to be in. Challenged all the time. Um, yeah. Just, uh, you just get better and better, and the, and the people around you um, help with that all the time. As you know, Maggie, you know, the expectation is that you, you've got your work covered and, and that you, you're going to help mm. make people better. And, and the, the, the flip side of that deal is that that's what others are doing for you as well. So, um love that. It's uh, working with some um, outstanding uh, management and, and coaching group and also obviously as players these guys are at the top of their game and um, it's a privilege to be part of. I, you couldn't think of a better group to go on, on a tour like this with either and, um, and face the challenges ahead and, and set the scene. So uh, it, it's brilliant, mate. Um, now the scrutiny mm. scrutiny's heavy, isn't it? It's uh, the the expectations yeah. there to <laughs> to win uh, and win well all the time, and and sometimes you do that, and other times you don't. But you certainly know that you, every time you go out onto the field, the training field or, or playing field, the desire is to be better than you were the last time, and and to to keep improving. Mm. So, um, it's uh, it's just superb. Mate, you look at the positives. You're going away for potentially 15 weeks. How this, what this will do for an environment, for the culture of the All Blacks. You know, the boys will get tight. You'll be able to work on those combinations. And I want to talk to you about a combination. Richie Moanga potentially not going to go, well, he's probably not travelling to uh, Perth and to, to the Rugby Championship for however long until he has his baby. But what does this do when you when you lose a world-class player like Richie and then you've got Bowden Barrett who can come in and get some minutes under his belt at, in the 10 jersey? Looking forward to seeing how yeah. he goes in that 10 jersey, mate. Oh, look, absolutely. I thought he was, um, thought he showed his, uh, his, um, his ability and that he's uh, getting settled again in the, in the, in the last uh, 2025 of that, that second bled in Auckland. He looked really, really composed. Um, 
controlled things and saw things and, and you know, he saw little bits of spaces in behind and put a couple of a chip back in and you'd see him starting to, to run the group and uh, I think that's superb. So he's um, a two-time yeah. world player of the year. It's, it's outstanding. So um, what a great opportunity yeah. for him and, and uh, they work very well together, Richie and Bodie and, and, and I'm sure, mate, that uh, Richie will be um, fully behind them as well and saying Let, let's go, Let, yeah. let's make this position uh, better and better um, so really excited about that and it's a great opportunity for Bowden and, and uh, good man to have in the jersey Joined by Brad Moore, the assistant coach of the All Blacks here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ mate, just to follow on from that as well with no Mwanga and obviously Bowden Barrett's going to have to step up but potentially no Aaron Smith knows Sam Whitelock as well. So not just Bowden Barrett, but who are some of the other leaders within the side who are going to have to step up? And and can you give us a bit of an idea around, um, you know, who those leaders are and, and what, what it sort of that leadership group will look like without those big big players? Yeah, sure. Look, um, there's really good leadership within the group that um, likes of Artie Severe and Brody Retellick. Um DJ, uh, guys like Anton Leonard Brown provide great um, uh, stability and, and awareness in the group. And he's so emotionally intelligent. It's, it's uh, just a, a champion bloke to have amongst and, and superb player. Um, obviously, you know, you mentioned Bowden before. Um, it, it just keeps going on and on. It's uh, Cody Taylor, he's captain side, so Scooter Barrett. So there's a number of team captains, but leadership isn't always about being a captain. It, it's it's uh, sometimes it's dropping in to follow, and other times it's leading from the front. So I think um, there's a really good mix there that, that Fozzie um, empowers superbly, and, and uh, in the first part of that is knowing your own role, getting that done, and then. Um, Lead yourself, and then you can lead others, can't you? And then that's when uh, people drop in behind and and will follow you at different parts of the day. And um, so it's, it's an awesome uh, group of guys that bring different skill sets. So those guys won't be, may not be physically present at parts of the, on parts of the tour, but they'll still be uh, totally involved and got a, a very important job to be doing at home and um, and, and supporting their partners and, and delivering a child. It's uh, a monumental uh, occasion that is for family and, and it's something that we'll celebrate as well as a group on the road. Awesome, mate. Also, I just want to ask you quickly about uh, this, this this big curtain raiser that you got coming up over over the shore. Uh, no, I'm not going to have a dig there. I know that New Zealand Rugby wanted the curtain raiser for timings uh, for New Zealand public, but the 100th test between the Springboks and the All Blacks over in Townsville, have you thought much about that challenge and what that's going to bring because that's going to be a real test for, to see where this group's at. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Um, Daggy, you've been in a few mm. of those. Uh, yeah. <laughs> thrived in uh, in, the, in that uh, arena, mate, and, and you know what it's like. So, yeah, look, I think it's just something that, that's there. We know it's coming, but at the same time, you cannot yeah. afford to take your eye off the ball. And I know it sounds like a cliche, yeah. but... If you the, the margins, the margins in the game at the top, and you, you, know, you fellas know this intimately. The margins are so small, and but the consequences of getting those margins wrong are massive. 
So the first uh, error you can make is getting ahead of yourself. Now, we've got a hugely important test against Australia uh, Sunday week. What an awesome time that is. Yep, 2 yep. o'clock in, uh, in Perth, 6 o'clock in New Zealand. Jeepers, it's, yeah, it's just wonderful. So that's the, that's the first task. So let's go get that done. Um, yep. Focus totally on that. Get settled into Perth. Find our rhythm and and get get uh, get the full focus on that game and then then it's uh, then it's Argentina, twice mm-hmm. and then um, and then South Africa will come. So there's no there's no doubt that, that that's coming, but that's it's not something that's in the forefront at the moment. It, there's a full focus on what's right here in front of us right now. As Baz would say, you got to see it, hit it. So um, let's yeah. make sure we're seeing it. Yeah, beauty, mate. Beauty. Great, great answer from a very good coach. I love that, that little answer from you, Brad. But see, on a, on a side note, he, the Wednesday Golf Group, they love their golf. I've had a hit with you in South Africa, mate. Are you taking your golf clubs on this 15-week tour? <laughs> oh, mate. How could you bring that up? Saw a lot of the course. <laughs> you had to wait. You spent more time waiting for me to play shots than you would have played your own shots. <laughs> I don't want to bring it up, mate. You did want to. You got what? prizes taking so long. <laughs> what? What a course, though, eh? Stain City. Oh my goodness! What a course. Then we finish up, and the Lions boys are sitting there having lunch. They've got the early tee off. Oh well. Yeah. On a few days later. <laughs> um, we got them a few days later. Beautiful. <laughs> All right. Later, well, we better. No, we better let you go. As- won't be, oh, won't the be club. taking the clubs. <laughs> Good man. Good man. Well, we'll let you go as well, Brad. Thank you very much for joining us, mate, on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And all the very best with everything over the next little while um, as a team and as a coaching staff. And we know the sacrifices that you guys are making as well. Um, so on behalf of all of us who are All Black supporters in this country, very best of luck, mate, and, and take care on the on the road. So, Brad, all outstanding. Thanks, boys. Thanks very much. Go well. Cheers, men. Cheers. Legend. That is Brad Moore, the assistant coach of the All Blacks. And, gee, he's got a big future in this game. I know he's the assistant coach of the All Blacks, and that's a big job in itself. But you can just see how measured he is when he talks. And Mm. you you know, well, everyone knows in the rugby environment how well-respected he is as well. So it was Brad Moore. Thank you for joining us. And another one from Izzy Dags Contact Books. It's 8.22 in the morning here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. Big thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Always here for you. Nearly time for the news with Trudy. 0800 150 811 is the Kennards Hire phone line. Give us a call. Who would you be putting in as captain for the Splitterslow Cup test if there can't be Sam Whitelock? Obviously, Sam Kane's out. Uh, who is it? Cody Taylor? Artie Savia? Bowden Barrett? 0800 150 811. Let us know. But right now, it's time to catch up with our friend at the TAB, Paul Moate, for a live TAB update. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Morning, Paul. How are you doing? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Louie. How are the boys? Good, oh, mate. my favourite part of the show, mate. I love it when you come on, Paulie. Yesterday. Did, did we help yesterday, the punters yesterday? Hey, Baz, we helped them yesterday, didn't we? You did. You're lucky, though. Gee, you must have... The, <laughs> as he just starts unwinding <laughs> down that straight, you must have been just starting to... 
Starting to back out towards the door, thinking, crikey, we're going to have to sell some assets here, pay for this. <laughs> oh, yeah. To be fair, yeah, yeah, you probably should have won yesterday, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all right. We appreciate the bonus back, uh, the bonus bet um, offer, and I'm sure all those punters out there got uh, took full advantage of that. So thank you very much to Paul Moati and the TAB for that. What about today, mate? Have Have you heard about our little... Our little crack with uh, horse over and race five at Wagga. Uh, we talking about number four titled, are we? Yes, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that that ran in behind. I'm pretty sure that ran in behind. I wish I I win, which is on the third line of betting in the Northland Breeders, which hopefully uh, runs this Saturday at Tarapa. So yeah, not the worst. This uh, titled. Um, should we do it again? Let's, let's yeah, let's go again. Yes, yes, Paulie. Paulie, I shouldn't have done this. No, I, yeah, okay. We'll, we'll make it. <laughs> so, yeah, Legend, uh, rank five at Wagga today. Number four title. That's Baz's tip. We'll make it a bonus back Baz runner. Uh, and so... Just place a final field win bet on titled. Uh, and if it runs second, third or fourth, we'll give you a stake back up to $30. It's your first bet only. Um, and it, it, all the t- it has all the normal T's and C's of a bonus back promotion, except it's just on Baz's tip titled. How, how about that? Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, Thank you, Paulie Mawati. If it wins, hold on. If it wins, Baz... Can you give your son his jeans back and buy yourself another pair? (laughs) (laughs) Done deal. Thank you, Paulie Moati from the TAB. There's promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. It's time for Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock. We should have asked uh, Paulie Moati about Pummelchuk. Mr. Pummelchuk, if we could have had a bonus back in that race and we could have rorted our tipping comp. Um, No, it's all on the the good name for charity. So we definitely wouldn't be doing that. Some texts flying in on double eight, double three. All contenders for text of the month, thanks to Temper, and could be sleeping in a $10,000 Temper Queen bed. We'll get to those in a second. Just a couple of news stories going around. Serena Williams has pulled out of the US Open as she recovers for a torn ha- from a torn hamstring. So on social media, she said she wants to let her body heal completely. And she's joined defending men's champion Dominic Team plus Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal pulling out of this year's final Grand Slam. And it's led me to think maybe there's a bit of a transition period happening with tennis. We've had these legends, these icons of the game for so long. And just they seem to be getting injured more often, not playing as many tournaments. Novak Djokovic is still going strong, but there might be finally that changing of the guard in tennis, which would be great to catch up with someone about soon and and maybe explore that a little bit more. And Trudy had it bang on. Brad Webber staying in New Zealand, boys. This is great news. With Aaron Smith not going to Australia, we'll see how important Brad Webber is. He is staying put till after the World Cup. He obviously loves it here. He's playing some fantastic footy as far as I can tell. Is he? Is that about right? 
Yeah, that's about right, mate. He, like, he touched on it. He's 30 years old, so it could have been one of those things. There's a young kid, Falao Fakatava, who is unbelievable playing for Hawks Bay. He's actually injured at the moment, so I can see his kind of, maybe I'm getting too old, but, mate, Brad Webber's still got the game. He's he's still playing like he's 22 years old. He's he's probably, in all honesty, he's probably got that, that, that two jersey. So, I know TJ got, got the game on the weekend, but at the moment they've got a pretty good battle there for that number two. Aaron Smith, obviously, number one, and no-brainer. He is playing unbelievable. 102, 102 test all black. But yeah, great news out of the All Blacks. We've got some good texts here for potential uh, All Blacks captains. First one's from Earl Luke Jacobson, a potential future ABs captain. A good time to test his ability against the Aussies. Cheers, Earl. Yeah, I'm not not a fad, not a bad uh, call there from Earl. Luke Jacobson playing for the Chiefs. I know he's got a big future. Uh, he's already in that leadership kind of role at the Chiefs at the moment. And then he's got his good mate, another text from Chase, Anton Leonard-Brown for captain. Gotta be. Um, mm, don't see that one happening. But anyway, we'll move on. Uh, I think the fact Artie's name was the first to come to Brad Moore's mind speaks volumes. Surely he gets the nod at seven with the C beside his name, which is fair summation from... Uh, Brad as well, bringing up Artie. It was his first name he called out in the leadership role. Um, Artie is a captain for the Hurricanes, different captain. What I love about Artie is he's got the connections with everybody. There's a lot of um, you know, different different groups within the All Blacks at the moment, and he's probably a great connection to the Pacific Island boys, to the to the Māori boys, and to the the European boys. So, look, I think that's great chat. Artie Savia is probably leading the way. I know there's been chat about Cody Taylor and he'll be the right man. But um, I can see them probably heading towards Artie Savia, if I'm completely honest, Bez. Yep, well, that makes total sense as well, mate. I, I thought Cody Taylor, but just listening to you talk about it. and I was actually hardened by uh, Brad Moore was saying around the other leaders as well, you know. You mentioned TJ, you mentioned mm. Bowden, Cody, Scott Barrett, Anton Leonard-Brown, Brody Rotella, Artie Savia. There's still... A fair amount of depth there in there, and when your leaders are yep. absent, it does allow an opportunity for others to step up. So this is the time, and this is where Ian Foster's coaching staff look to try and build that depth in leadership positions. So it's fascinating, really. And that's that's what you're, you're bang on, there, mate. Like, what an opportunity to build some leaders. Uh, you know, that's the biggest talking point from this new age group coming in after the Karen Reeds, and you lose the Ryan Crotties. Um, you know, you lose the Sonny Bill Williams. You you lose guys that have got a ton of experience. So what a perfect opportunity. Yes, we're losing Aaron Smith. We're losing Sam Whitelock. But great chance for these younger guys, the next generation, to step up, take take a bit more of a voice role, you know, actually speaking up in team meetings, in team huddles, you know, venting their ideas out to, to, the, to the team as well. So, look, we've got a plan for the future. And there's some young names in there, like Luke Jacobs in there as one. Uh, hopefully... Um, Ethan Blackadder, he plays out of Tasman, plays for the Crusaders, absolute champion bloke. Hopefully he gets some game time over the next couple of weeks. I see a big, big future in him. Look, they've got some young kids that, that are going to get some great game time over the next couple of weeks, so looking forward to that, mate. Good job. As I also really enjoyed, mate, um, when Brad Moore was talking, and he was talking about the focus is on this game, and then they'll get through this game, they'll focus mm. on the next game. And um, yep. I know the catch cry that comes out of the All Blacks is be where your feet are, and it's a Gilbert and Oka-driven mm kind of theme but it's actually there was a, there was moments when brad was talking just then mate and i know brad a little bit from my time down in christchurch and nowhere near like you do but it it kind of reminded me a little bit of gilbert and Oka, 
like the way he sort of talked and mm. the language he kind of used. Um, you can just see that stamp across the, the management, can't you, of that All Black setup. Yeah, that's what, that's that's the thing when I was, when we were talking about the jerseys as well. That they have, they have their ways of going about things, and look, that was a question that that everyone's been asking. They've been thinking about that that test, the South African game. That's the that's the measuring point. But you know, as as an ex player that's been in there, I know that they just they just worry about the now and the now is going to Australia, playing the Perth, playing against a very spirited Australian team. Who actually the last time out we played in Perth, we lost. So. They're going to go over, and that's the game. And they don't want to lose. The All Blacks hate losing. And they're going to be up up against a pretty hostile Australian team because of what's just going on in the next couple of weeks. So, look, he's right. They're, they're, they're ready for this game. They're, they're being where their feet is, and they're going to get on that plan, and they're going to prepare for that third blitters of the Rugby Championship second match. So, exciting, exciting matchup. Looking forward to that, my friend. See if we can get some odds out of Paul Moati on that one as well. Just before we get off to a break, <laughs> there's one text here, and it's all the way from the Northern Territory. It's from Chris and Gove. Gove, Northern Territory. Morning, lads. Hard to go past number one in that race that titled us in race five at Wagga. is a horse called Big Bears, and it's paying good money as well. Maybe that lobs in for third. Maybe you go titled yeah. plus the favourite. To run first and second, and maybe Big Bears lobs him for third. It's twenty to nine here in the morning on Bears. Forty-one bucks, Bears. Breakfast, forty-one bucks. Oh, Big Bears, he'll be getting everyone paid if he gets home. Forty-one dollars. So Ian Smith is coming up shortly as well. So looking forward to catching up with the Doyen for our temper sleep on it question. But until then, we are going to go and pay some bills. <laughs> It's coming up quarter to nine in the morning on Baz Izzy for breakfast. It's Thursday, back tomorrow with Friday, which means stand-up from uh, Panel Op Joe, which we're just all, <laughs> we're, we're all, we're all jumping out of our skin for, especially um, especially me, considering Joe controls the dump button. So it's always like a bit of a, it's always running the gauntlet a little bit, but that's all right. We'll get there. Until then, we've got Smithy coming up shortly, but there's a couple of great texts here about the cricket overnight, Baz. Yep, says, uh, Baz, does India being rolled by England overnight further solidify New Zealand as number one test nation? There were whispers from India that the, they didn't have enough build-up before the World Test Championship. We rolled England, India have been there for months and still can't handle mm. the ball swinging, that, swinging around. That is Chris. Uh, look, it's hard to argue with that sentiment, Chris, to be honest. I think I think there was talk around whether the World Test Championship should be three test matches, and there's some merit in that in that notion. However, New Zealand, I think over three tests, I, I firmly believe New Zealand would have been too good. I think they've shown in New Zealand conditions and now in English conditions that that our seamers are just too dominant um, with the variety they have. The ability for Southie to swing the ball um, away at height, the ability for Bolt to swing it back in um, and, and then also um, be able to go across the right-handers as well. He's dynamite against left-handers. You've got Wagner and what he offers and the, vari- the variation in his style of bowling. And then you add to it um, just the hottest thing in New Zealand Krieger right now, Cole Jameson with the release mm-hmm. point um, somewhere up around seven foot. They were just too big and too strong for the Indian lineup. And the New Zealand batters have found a way because they're brought up playing on green surfaces. They're not overawed by the ball seeming or swinging around. They find a, a method that allows them to enter the game once you're into the game as a batter on green surfaces or on bowler-friendly conditions, you then turn some pressure 
back on the bowlers because they're expected to be picking up wickets left, right and centre. New Zealand is such a healthy balance of skill set at the moment across both batting and bowling. So, look, I think it does add, further solidifies New Zealand as the number one test nation in these conditions. New Zealand will be challenged when they go to the subcontinent. There is no doubting that. But in in seam-friendly or swing-friendly conditions, I think there's no better team in the world than New Zealand, and hence why we are the world test champions. So there's that that text, and then the second text here from old Paddy down in Christchurch. What's your frequency down in Christchurch there is, by the way? 12, 12.60 a.m. You can listen to us on Christchurch frequencies, mate. 12.60 a.m. There you go, Paddy. I hope you're listening on 12.60 a.m. Great knowledge. Great knowledge. Well done. Hey, Baz, hearing this England versus India news, it makes me think of the infamous New Zealand versus South Africa innings over in the Republic. Does it sometimes not matter how good... You're going, you just have one of those days when nothing works, or is it just a matter of mental strength and resolve to dig in? Well, I tell you what, Paddy, back then, it wasn't just one of those days. We were hopeless, and things had to change. Thankfully, they have changed. Now we're in good order, and now the Kiwi side is, in my opinion, in those conditions, the best in the world. So there you go, Paddy. Thanks for listening again, mate, and thanks for sending us your message on double eight, double three. Uh, we got Smitty coming up shortly, mate. Um, I can't actually remember what we asked him yesterday, so we better... Well, no, no we I didn't. Said, he uh, answered I us said, a question should... yesterday, didn't he? No, no, no. I, I, threw, I threw a message at him. I said, should Razor stick around and create a dynasty or legacy at the oh, Crusaders, or should he go offshore? Which is a cracking question, and I'm looking forward to hearing Smitty's take on this. It's huge news overnight, and we want to know what people are thinking he should have been the All Blacks... Uh, um, coach, but he's not, so I want to know what Smithy thinks. But also, Baz, before we go to a break, I want to know how you're listening to the show. If you're listening on the app, give us a message, double eight double three, or let us know if you're listening through the frequencies and, and how you're finding the show at the moment. We want to hear from you how you're listening to the breakfast or SENZ cruise throughout the day. Beautiful. 849, Baz and Izzy for breakfast, SENZ. And we're about to get to sleep on it with Smithy. Thanks to Temper, I've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. But before we get to the doyen, Izzy asked a great question. Where are you? And where are you listening? And why are you listening? And we got some gold, Baz. Yeah, how's about this one? I'm a freezing worker in Southland. Big ups to that too. My grandfather was a freezing worker up in Eltham. So... Shot, brother. Listen, every day at work on the app through my Bluetooth headphones, love having sports chat back on the radio. Makes the day go much faster. Cheer, lads. Great work. Now, of course, Southland, that is 12.24 a.m. on the radio. We've got another one listening on the car, uh, on the radio on the car while online for my day 12 test. Loving the show, lads. Have tuned in from the last, uh, from the start and very much enjoying having sports chat back on the airwaves and even better Having Izzy, because he's a legend, hosting it. Thanks again, lads. Dan <laughs> Leggett. There's another one. Uh, where is it? Um, listening on the app on the Gold Coast, boys. Loving the show. And there's one down here. What is the frequency in Hamilton? I listen on the app, but can't find the station on my car from Mike. So there is coming soon in Hamilton, unfortunately, because of all the hobbits which operate around here. The frequency is quite hard to get a hold of. But it's going to be here soon. It's going to be at 9.54 a.m. Until then, keep listening on the app, on the SNZ app. So thank you to all of you guys. Great feedback as well. Um, and we really appreciate it too. As you spoke, you asked the doyen, the voice of sport yeah. in New Zealand, 
Ian Smith a question yesterday. You want to kick it off? Yes, Smilly, how are you, my friend? Good morning. Yeah, good morning, Israel. Good morning, Brendan. Yeah, nice, nice good to morning. talk to you, learned gentleman. Oh, <laughs> mate, it's great to have you on the show. This is this is a favourite part of the show, mate. And I asked you a question yesterday about Razor Robinson. Should he stay at the Crusaders and create an even more legacy with what he's already created at the moment, or should he go offshore, mate? What's your thoughts? Well, I've been thinking about this, and you know that would be the easy thing to do, wouldn't it? You know, he's got a great squad down there, and the chances are he's going to be there or thereabouts every time they line up. So that would be the nice, comfortable thing to do. And then I factored in this: uh, what about if Ian Foster, now that he's been re- reappointed, has a really successful campaign, uh, and then uh, of course mm. uh, he wins the World Cup, uh, and and then it's his option whether he carries on or not. So then uh, Razor might be looking at four, five, six, seven years. Who knows? Is. I mean, if Ian Foster gets a taste yeah. for it and, and he loves it. Been around the scene. He's a young man uh, by coaching standards. If he won the World Cup, would he stay on? If so, uh, they have to give him the job as the World Cup champion. Mm. Would, Razor, would, would Razor still hang around then? My solution would be to Razor, fly like a bird. Fly like a bird. <laughs> and if they need you to come home, son, you'll, they'll get you home. And uh, they'll bend the rules to get you home at some point if they desperately need you. So fly like a bird and get the experience around the world. Awesome. That is and the money. spot on. I and can agree more. Yeah. yeah, and you get a bit of moolah as well and bring it home, and, mm. and then, yeah, 39%. Anyway, um, Smitty, tell me something. As you know, we were chatting yesterday. What is it with our all-black coaches? They've all got these nicknames. We obviously had Grizz back in the day. We've got old Fozzie now. We had Ted. We had Shag. We're talking about no, Razor. Stiffy. What is it about the All Black nicknames? BJ, Brian Lahore. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, uh, uh, Loza, Laurie Maines. The, the thing is here, um, because we feel like we own them, before we, it's like we, you know, we feel as if we know them so well. So they're, they're like their buddies. Uh, when they win, they're our best buddies. When they lose, they go back to their proper names. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the way of the world for us. It's, you know, we feel as if we've got a bit of ownership in the all-black coach, and that's why we like to feel familiar with them. Uh, that's, that's my take on that, yeah. Smithy, Smithy, before you go, could you see Razor being assistant for Fozzie? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Uh, you know, I, I think there'd be too much pressure from the outsiders. I don't know. They, they might get on. They might not. I, I don't really know. I, I don't see uh, Ian Foster break dancing on halfway at, at any point in his career. <laughs> so there's a point of difference there. <laughs> Could be wrong. Yeah. You might uh, might be very good at it, Fozzie. There you go, Fozzie. Um, but I, I, I just I just don't see them. They're not quite the same. And I think that's a good thing because if you if you want to change yeah. from one to the other, you do want change. And I think they're, they're quite a, a, a way apart. So music coming, Baz, back to you. Yep, thanks, thanks Smitty. Have a good call today and all the best uh, to the rest of the team here as well on SCNZ. Big thanks to all of our guests today as well. Dinesh Kartik, Opie Boss and Brad Moore. Thanks to Louie, to Trudy, to Joe, to Kieran. And a big thanks from all of us as well here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ for listening to us today and joining us on our show. And it is a big cut. Have a great day. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. 
Visit typower.com.au now.